I don't feel like anyone's talking. They're blockers. That's not why I came to Hollywood. Fucking backwards. Right now, I'd like to introduce my next guest to uh, Hate to Break It to You. He is an actor. He is... You're a writer, aren't you? Yeah, I write a little bit. He's a writer. He, You're a producer, I think, too. Sometimes. I'm not quite sure what they do yet, but, you know, when I do that, I'm not 100% sure. But, yes. And he is a physical specimen. <laughs> Please put your hands together for Zach McGowan. Yes. Dude, I wanted to get ready. So you like the spot? Yeah, dude, I love it. I mean, and I haven't been up this way in a, in a, in a little while. Looks great. And uh, I mean. Push that out of the way. Yeah, I've been doing, I've been watching the show on Insta. So I, I, I feel like I, I've seen the chairs, you know, it's like, that's part of the, it's part of the game. Yeah, I got to get more comfortable ones. Well, you could get like a little like red room, like, you know, like the godfather of, of podcasts. You just, just do the Joe Rogan, like, you know, spaceship machine. I know, dude. <laughs> He's got it locked in. Yeah. But it's like you got to build up to it. It's like I wanted to do it for a while. You want a pillow? No, I'm good. I I'm just that I was like, it's the best time to start this because of everything that's I'm, happening. I'm like jealous. I, I like watch people's podcasts and I'm just jealous that they have a podcast and I'm like... What else is there to do? And uh, there's so much like, I, I don't know, there's just like so much to talk about. I find myself like on the phone with people for hours these days. Now, have you done a lot of pods in your life and then since this happened? I've done some more since this happened before. Um, mostly it was just like, right, it's just like PR. I might go on one for something or something like that. But uh, no, I've, I, but I've, I've listened and I think uh, this whole thing has got me. Oh, I've got coffee now. Yeah, you Thank go. You. Look at that glass. Gorgeous. Wow. Hello, gorgeous. <laughs> you know, shout out, shout out to my my uh, my sister in law does a show on the like Canadian Home Shopping Network called Hello Gorgeous. There you go. What's I don't your know. Name? If, uh, it is Lisa Kisber, Lisa McGowan. She's Lisa. married my brother. I don't know even. I don't actually know if it's it's Kisber McGowan, but there Hello go. Gorgeous. Right there. We're giving her a shout. There you go. Dude, yeah, there's sugar there. She should have put some. Oh, I'm, I'm sweet enough. I'm sweet enough. <laughs> yeah, but I did, I did some podcasts, but um, I think I've had more time. Like, I feel like I went from, like, flying around the world, like, you know, doing, like, jobs and conventions to just, like, being a teacher at my house with my four children. And it's, been a, and it's been a year. <laughs> and that's basically been my reality. So I get, like, an hour, I go running and listen to you or Joe or someone else that I'm like, oh, this person talks. Let me listen to this. And then I go home and just get like beaten by four children. <laughs> I, dude, I have so much to ask you. I mean, you've been married for how long? How old are you? Are you 35, 38? No. Oh, well, thank you. My agents think, you know, I'm, uh, I'm 40. I turned 40. Actually, my 40th birthday was like, t like two months into lockdown. Okay. So talk, huge. yeah, yeah. it was one of those, like, my, my friends and I were going to travel somewhere and do some awesome thing, and then it just turned into nothing, you know? <laughs> I know, dude. I, had, I turned 50. So dude! I, I <laughs> You're looking at what... I had uh, seven people in the backyard very far away, and I was freaking out. Yeah, I had, I had, like, nothing. I just, like... Actually, we rented a house up in, like, Central California and just, like, drove up and... Ran around like streams with my children, and you know, I, I like tried to get drunk with my wife, but we passed out too early. So, 
Yeah, dude, like you've been married for how long? Uh, 10 years? 12, 12. Actually, it's, uh, I mean, it'll it'll be 13 in, in the fall. You're, I have made it. Dude, you're that. like what we call a solid human. Oh, I don't know. Sometimes. Well, 13 years married, four kids. I can't see you stopping either. I could see you probably having another kid or two. Yeah, I, I mean, I love, I love kids, and I mean... When you have four and you're at home with them for a year, you're, I guess your love for them, you know, you love them, but you're like, it's been, it's been hard. But I think, uh, yeah, I mean, in the end, I, I love kids and I just like, I would have more, I think. I mean, there was part of me when I started having kids, I was like, I want a hundred kids, but four seems like a hundred. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> remember that because your wife was pregnant yeah, during the twins. movie and you were about, she was, was it between twins? Yeah, it was twins. And also Dougal was having twins at the end of the movie, randomly. Which is insane. Yeah, and uh, they literally came, what, when I, I left the movie, like, sometime in early October, we finished up, like, October, like, 10th or something like that. The twins were born October 20th. Yeah. So it was like, I got back, and they were they were early, and then I actually left for another job, and then I came back, and then it was, like, pilot season, and then lockdown, and I've just been home. It's been cool. But you're good. I mean, in terms of, like... Yeah, I mean, I think in the, a lot of people have been hit much harder by this yeah. than I have, uh, you know, in reality. Mentally, I'm asking you. Yeah, mentally, I'm I'm good. Um, I mean, obviously, this whole thing has been hard, uh, and it's hard in general being an actor mentally and all that, uh, and being an actor and a father and all that is tough. But I think, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fortunate in the end that, that I've planned and that my life has to this point has allowed me to like weather this kind of storm without much changing in my life there's just been like a pause and I, I'm, I'm excited to get back to it I did a little bit of work during this time but but not much it's really just been family time you know what'd you do uh I did a couple episodes of tv um where wow. they like tested me and then I like quarantined and then I flew and then I quarantined again and then they tested me every day and then uh all of that stuff. I did that, but that was in back in November. Uh, I did some of that, and then I did a movie similarly. But they they did like a bubble where like everyone tested, quarantined, and then went into like a bubble for th like three weeks and shot the movie for three weeks. You did a lot. I guess I did. What show it, did you do? Um, I did MacGyver. Uh, I did some episodes. And you of shoot that in Atlanta? Yeah. In Atlanta. So you did like three eps? Yeah, yeah. I did some. So you, you did know, three eps of MacGyver, and then you did a movie. Yeah, and I did a movie. And wow. then I did a lot of cameos. For some reason, cameo. I just got... <laughs> Dude, I got to get my cameo game going. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I'm Like, any way that you can, like, you know... I mean, it's like I used to do conventions and love those, right? It's like you go and... I mean, you know how it is. It's like you, the love that you can experience in this game and this, and this business is really amazing. And, like, you don't quite get it right now. Although, actually, that's weird, too. Like, I've I've had some weird experiences where, like... You know, someone wants a photo and you're like, dude, it's like corn. You can't be like, yeah. <laughs> you know, that can, you're like, I don't know what to do. Cause I'm trying now. I'm never trying to be like a dick to someone, you know, it's not me. No. So, like, I elbow. Yeah. You're just like, Hey, people are pretty good though. They'll take a picture and it just say, stand over there and yeah. reverse it. Yeah. And be like, Hey, and just get big. Yeah. Everything's gotta be bigger in COVID. You know? like, ha. I know. 
Have a, have a sip. You want to really sip that coffee. I know. I'm like, I don't know what to do with the spoon. I don't want to like. You throw the spoon down. I don't want to like screw up. You got this nice. Oh, oh look nice. at this. Oh, this is, this is some rich it might, coffee going It on. might be too thick. No, it's nice. Put sugar in there. It's pretty thick, bro. No, I like it. My, uh, my wife makes like crack. <laughs> you know? I think you're going to like that. That's I'm going to take my gum out and drink Go this coffee it. too. It's, it's probably loaded. just been like chewing. That's loaded with the Rona. Oh, it's, it's the Rota gum right there. <laughs> Look. I already put the spoon in my mouth, so I, I, I'll take all of this away with me. Whatever, if you don't like it, I'll get you another one. No, no, this is good. Um, and it's a Hello Gorgeous cup. I'm really... My sister's... My sister-in-law. My sister-in-law. sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah, Lisa. And she is, like, the world's best presenter. Like, she's, like, she's so good up mm-hmm. there, you know? Like, I, as an actor, I'm not... I'm, I, I've never done really. You've done like some of the hosting stuff in your stand-up comic. That's not. I'm, that's not like my game in this. And she's so like, uh, she's so on it. You got oh, your, really? Yeah, like she's she's like she's Canadian. Yeah, Canadian. She uh, she sells like cosmetics and stuff on on the, their home shopping network. Yeah. Okay. And she's always telling me I got to put on creams that I don't put on, but I probably should because I'm 40 now. I should probably wear more cream. Yeah, everyone's wearing creams. Huh? <laughs> Dude, before I get into asking these questions, I have to say something. So, was, I remember when we were doing our movie. Yeah. And you're just this naturally ripped <laughs> dude. And you, know, you guys don't know him, but you, you, you look him up. But he's a physical specimen, meaning like you are like, there's like a few dudes in Hollywood like that. Brad Pitt is well, he, one of them. He was like always my idol. So I was like, you know, do what your idol does, right? Well, I, the, 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 the thing on him was that he was always kind of naturally ripped, right? Ate yeah. what he wanted, stuff. Yeah. And I believe that. You know, I worked with him once. He seemed like he was just a, na- I mean, in sh- super in shape, dude. And you were like that. But then I've been watching your gram. You've been putting in some work. So it, you you don't touch weights. I don't You're do- a completely physical yeah, the body weight, which I started doing, dude. It's incredible what you can just do with your body. I mean, I really so do. You work out yeah, all the time. I or mean, no? I I do and I don't in the sense that like I, I don't really consider it like working out, but I take like I take an hour for myself every, every day, day. You know, whether that's I mean, when I have kids and stuff, like sometimes that's really early in the morning, sometimes that's like later at night. But I try to get it done in the morning, just like first thing, just get it done. And I mean, I run. I do pull-ups, I do push-ups, I grab tree branches, I, yeah. I do handstands, I flag <laughs> off the side of the... I mean, I'm like that crazy guy you see running through the neighborhood. Like, dude, that's me. you're a real motherfucker. <laughs> you're like an earthbound dude. Like, that's like, you don't need weights or a gym. When I watch you, I'm like, you. the, the world is your gym. The entire world is my gym, exactly. Yes. And I, I think I developed that, like, I was, you know, I mean, when you're acting, when you're, you're traveling so much, like, you can't be... You know, if you have like a perfect, like a personal trainer and like these 20 machines that you need in order to stay in shape, like they're not going to have that at the hotel. And you know what I mean? You just got to learn to adapt. And I've always liked also being like athletic rather than just yoked. You know, like when I, when I put on, if I take dumbbells and do this, like I did that for a role once where I got really big and yeah, you know, I, that, I can do that. That's a lot of work, but I, I like the running. I like, you know, being able to just be, like, capable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just the idea of, like, being capable of doing whatever it is one needs to do. And sometimes as an actor, they're like, hey, you need to jump over that fence. You know, and you, sometimes that, you know, that comes in handy. Like, I've you know, with I mean, even in, even in like, little movies that'll come in handy. Just people don't realize there's so much, like, that you just get asked to do all the time. And sometimes you're like, yeah, I can do that. 
But did you start as a physical actor? Were you always a physical person? I think I was. I was an athlete. Like I was an athlete my whole life. What was like, your sport? I played you? ice hockey and football. Were my uh, my my big ones. I was like a running back in football. Okay. So as a running back, you know you. you 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 want to be big and strong, but you also want to be nimble and all that. Same with uh, same with you know ice hockey. I mean, I played all sports really. I was an athlete. I was the youngest of three boys. So, and yeah. you were upstate New York. You, you kind no. of grew up in the city. Yeah, grew up in the city. You grew up in New York City, which yeah. is also rare. Yeah, in in the city, Upper West Side. You and Jerry O'Connell. Are like the only two people I knew that grow up in. Did you know Jerry? He's older than you. Yeah, he's. You You grew up in Upper West Side. Yeah, in Upper West. Parents not in the biz. Not in the biz at all. My dad owned a bar, actually. Yes, like like you know, like the bar in this. Um, and my mom's a flight attendant still to this day. You know what Um, airline? United. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She's worked for United for like literally fifty years. Actually, I think it's like fifty-five years since she was eighteen years old. Like she, she was like that. She grew up out here. And she wanted to be an actress and do all that. But back then, you know, if you couldn't do that, like flight attendant was the, that was the like, next best thing. I'm going to go travel the world. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, all that. So that was her. Wait, so your dad owns, you're Jewish. Yes. And I, he's, but he's Irish. So my mom's Jewish. My dad's Irish. Okay. So, yeah. So your uh, dad owns, is your dad does not have an accent Irish? No, no. He owns an Irish bar. He owned, you know, now it's, it is, it is since. What was it called? Uh, McGowan's. McGowan's. Dude, I think I know that spot. You probably did because it was on 76th Street and Broadway. It closed in the mid-90s, but then it became something called the Bear Bar for a number of years. And now it's a Dwayne Reed, of course, as everything goes in New York. Yeah, New York is like, everything's a Dwayne Reed now. Do you know what's crazy is that that's so true, but I mean, I'm sure everyone knows Dwayne Reed, but. I really didn't get my New York bones until the mid nineties. Till you start acting and you start going yeah. there for press. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you, there's a few New Yorkers. I said like you, Jerry, and a couple other people. You have no accent. Well, that's the funny and thing. When you grow up in the city. It's like you become almost. Well, that's. I think it's because most most people in New York accents that I know didn't like in Manhattan. There is no accent. Like, there's people from all over the world. Is, and, and that was, when I grew up in the 80s and 90s, that, that was true. You know, the, everywhere. There was no place where you were only around one group of people uh, that just didn't exist. You know, this the subway car in New York, you know. I, I don't know if it is that way to this day. I mean, it's probably pretty empty right now in a subway car. But, you know, just that. I think growing up in New York, yeah, there's... Like, everyone always was like, Why, where's your New York accent? I'm like, this is actually the, the New York accent. Yeah. You the know? real. You're yeah. the city, dude. You yeah. grew up in Manhattan. I mean, that's... In the city. Like, rare. Yeah, I used to have, like, you know, a shaved head, and I, I wore a chain, and, you know, I had a fade, like, shaved into a fade, and... You were, you know. like, hip-hop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I in fact, I think, growing up, I didn't even know there was other music until probably, like... College is when I started like getting, you know, like rock and roll, that kind of stuff. I just it, it was it was nineties in New York City. Like Yeah. You know. So you you grow up and you play sports. Did you go to college? Where do you go? I went to Carlton in Minnesota, actually, of all places. Play sports? Yeah, to play football for them. I don't know what that school is. Uh, it's a small it's a liberal arts college. I went there mostly because the education was really great, uh great theater program and uh the football coach liked me and so I 
was able to get into a school that I wouldn't have gotten into, uh, probably just for my academics. So, I, how, how is it a lot of athletes that go into acting? Why is that? Well, I, I mean, growing up, there was only two things that I really liked. Um, I mean, if you, well, three, like you couldn't get me out of the, you know, art class. I wanted to stay forever. You know, drama. I wanted to stay forever, and gym. I wanted to stay forever. So those are just kind of the things I always concentrated on, rather than the rest of it. I think. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean. Probably, I, I, I don't know, like what was, you know, when you were a kid, I'm sure it was probably similar. You do Basketball. Yeah. Some golf and goofing around. I didn't know really. I mean, like theater nerds was like more like that. See, I was weird. So I was like, I'd be in the play or like, you know, like, I don't know, my senior year in high school, like I played riff in West Side Story and I was the captain of the ice hockey and lacrosse teams. <laughs> Dude, yours is like, but you were so like, you were like fucking acting, and anyone that said anything about your acting, you could beat their ass. Well, actually, it wasn't even because like, it wasn't like when I was growing up, it was like, you dude, you actor, you know what I mean? Well, I found, yeah, I mean, but you're in New York, so people are more cultured. Yeah, people were cultured. I also feel like it wasn't really that it was my ass that was going to get kicked, it was mostly that I was like stopping my football friends from beating the shit out of my theater friends. And I was stopping my theater friends from making fun of my football friends behind their back while I was with them. Like that was where I was always kind of, I felt like, like I was never like a, a like a click dude. Like I wasn't like in one click. Like I always like to chill with like everyone. You, you Gemini? Uh, no, I'm a Taurus. I'm You're a Taurus. We're close. I'm a Gemini. I don't so know. I, I don't know anything about that. I, I do. I believe in this shit, but you're right. You're probably Aprilish. Um, May fifth. Yeah, you're right. Cinco, on the cusp. Cinco de Mayo. Actually, the best is wow. For so you know, I was when you're an acting actor and you're traveling. I must have done so many birthdays where I was like in some random place and just like found a Mexican restaurant and was like Cinco de Mayo and like felt like I had a birthday party. But, That's awesome. Uh, even though I didn't. <laughs> so you come. When did you say I'm going to pursue this? Well, so I was always like doing it. I, you know, I was. Were you I, kid acting? I was kid acting. I actually did some. It's funny. I did like a play in fourth grade and got like an agent and then got like a, a spot on Sesame Street, which actually exists out there. I did an episode of Sesame Street um, and then got like a bunch of other gigs, but they were required a lot of travel that I couldn't do because I was playing sports. And so I, I kind of like threw it in the back burner and just did it on school through college. And then uh, when I graduated, was you know it was something I always really wanted to spend some time doing and uh, and wanted to just go after and so I, I I did and just started doing you know I got you know I I literally got like photos taken back when you actually had you know the the contact sheet you had to go through and I yeah. uh, did all that when I was different 20. poses yeah different poses but you only get like a certain number of the uh, you know the proofs. film film roles and proofs yeah. and all that. So I did that, and then uh, I just started doing some, uh, you know, some plays and whatever I could, you know, uh, short films, NYU films. I was in New York at the time. Columbia, I did some films with their graduate programs and just was bartending and, you know, did that for years until I got my side card, and then I moved out here. And yeah, it's been you, easy ever since. <laughs> <laughs> you were a bartender. Yeah. You were a legit, at your dad's yeah. spot or... 
Well, that's where I kind of learned some of that, and then uh, yeah, when, you really were. I remember that cause and, during the movie, you had it all down. I was trying. I was right because you, you know when you see a bartender working, like they they yeah. got their they got their shit together. So that was. But a bartender in New York City in the nineties, okay. Yeah, like, and I, I did a lot of work in. Yeah, I did some. I made some money, and uh, and you know did a lot of work and did a lot of bartending. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the game, right? I actually really wonder a lot about what young actors do now, like with all this, right? Cause service industry has been so important to supporting young acting careers. Like are only they- fans. Oh, <laughs> too soon. I mean, dude. You just- Yo, it blew up. I mean, it did. I saw something about some like housewife, something who's oh. just like making a trillion dollars or whatever. No, the teacher, dude. Did you see it, that story? I don't know. I just keep reading them, and I'm like, teacher did it. Pretty sexy, by the way. I but she got fired, though. She, I didn't see her stuff, but she looked like a nice lady, like next door. And I guess the kids in the Found school out. started shaming the kid, which that's got to be tough on the kid. I don't know what the lady did, but look at. She was making good money. The school board f- found out, fired her. It's kind of nuts because and now I think they're suing. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I don't ever really shame people for yeah. for like what they choose to do, especially if they're like taking care of like a family with it. Yeah. Like, come on. I mean, it's like to me, I'm not like, I mean, when who am I to say anything? Like, I took my clothes off on television before, so you know, I can't really yeah. complain. Like, I was on Shameless, so like, what am I going to do? You know, I got to ask you about that in a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's but it's a listen. People got to do what they got to do, and there's nothing wrong with it. But that's tough on the kid, and then the, yeah, and the school board. But I think they're suing the school board for like twenty million. Yeah, I mean, I it's I think it's a tough issue. All these, you know, the internet just brings up like all these new issues all the time that you're like, oh, I never thought of that, right? It's like, but then again, it's like that's like the age old fantasy, isn't that like a scene in some movie where like. They go to like a they go to like a strip club and it's like the teacher. I feel like that's in like a thousand movies from like the eighties and nineties and stuff. Like there's some yeah. thing with that. What is that like? It's like varsity a, blues or something. Maybe I don't. A lot of it. It's archetypes. Yeah. So. Yeah. So wait, when did you move to LA? I moved uh, two thousand five to LA. So, so I about sixteen years ago. Yeah. So I um what I I, I printed my headshots and. Cause that's like really when I started, like I had headshot in my resume. I was in 2002. I got my SAG card through Roger Corman in 2005. I wow. did, did some crazy B movies in the Ooh, Philippines. Shit. Got blown up and just got dysentery in the middle of the forest somewhere. And wow. You know, you, you are, I mean, you've touched so many different types of roles and I wonder if people, I mean, you're like that dude that you've been in so much, and and if people have to like, dude, you were in Black Sales. Yeah, that's not that was, easy to be in. I mean, you were in Shameless. I just like slid under the radar and got on that show because you know they were only casting English people. Yeah, on that show. you were an American. So on I Black Sales in South Africa. Yeah, so I just slated in my English accent and didn't tell anyone any different. By the time they knew I was an American, it was like one. I think it was like one of the. One of the writers knew me from Shameless, but had art, but like didn't put two and two together until like the third callback or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there was already like one of the English producers who had been in the room and been like they liked it. But you know, you know, you do great accent work. Like that element, I think, of the industry is like something that I hope is like on the outs of like you know, if either someone can do it or they can't. Like you know, it's either convincing or it's not. And like, take your pick about what you want. Your movie to look like, your TV show to look like, you know. 
That's the way it goes. Like, yeah. Wait. So when you did black sales, you did. Yeah. I want. How long you were? You were. You were in Cape Town. Yeah, for uh, three years. I did three years wow. in Cape Town. See, dude, I. I'll it's beautiful you. there, dude. I, I lived in the the waterfront, the VNA oh, waterfront. Dude. Yeah, come on, it's like everyone goes right. So wait, so you were there for three years. So you had three to bring years. the family over. Yeah, I brought the family over. Um, the first year they couldn't come because actually my wife was pregnant with my second daughter. Um, and it actually became a tough thing where, like, you don't, you don't actually know where the decision came down to for them not to, You can't be president of the United States if you're not born in America, right? Mm-hmm. And my daughter would have been born in Cape Town. Uh, and my oldest daughter, like, I was already telling you could be president of the United States. I wasn't about to be like, you know, like, I can't, like, you know, well, you can leader. be, you can be president. You can't because daddy went to Cape Town, you know, the so. Pirate series. I mean, there was more to the decision than that, but that actually did come down where I was like, you know, maybe we can, maybe we can figure this out. So they didn't come down that year, which was really tough because with the birth and the shooting and the yeah. this and the that, um, I mean. It was a tough thing. They got me back. The production got me back for a week, but the baby didn't come. So the, oh, I ended man. up missing my second baby's birth to shoot, but we got a house. So, you know, it's like the way I say with like, I don't hold against people like, you know, I don't hold this person. If someone wants to get naked on the internet and make yeah. money for their family, like, you know, you got a family, you know. So, you know, my, my daughter knows that, you know, I did everything to be there and she knows I love her to death. And yeah, she wasn't, know, she didn't know to be you honest, guys never told her men don't really do shit during that. that yeah. You right. Hold the hand and try not to pass out, you know, hang in, it's <laughs> like hang in there, baby. Right. Yeah. It's like, uh, actually now I've been through it enough. I'm pretty cool. But, um, on the first one, yeah, it's like, what is going on here? Just hopefully you weren't at. Roku that night. They got that great sushi restaurant right there. <laughs> yeah. Is it Roku? No, uh, uh, no, 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 no. It's like, dude, it's the best. You know, what's funny is because also, you know, the money translates so well. It's like the cheapest Nobu in the world. Incredible. And that became like, that was like where we ate every day. I know. For like three years. <laughs> dude, it's crazy. It's so true. If you guys don't understand this, Cape Town is. Dude, it's magical. I would say it's a mix between Malibu, Beverly Hills, but ish, and San Francisco. It's its own entity. It's like a beach town mixed with a kind of a hipster city with rich parts. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's unbelievable. And Clifton Beach is like oh. the coolest place that ever it's the was. beach. No, it's the water is freezing as fuck. It's like a mirage. You're like, oh, it's so beautiful. And it yeah. just screws you. It just freezes you. And it's just really like, I had a, I had a lot of shit. I had, well, no, I, I had great times, but. How long were you there for? I was there for eight weeks. And nice. then you, here's a side note. I'll figure out <laughs> if we can. By the way, anything I always tell everybody, we can cut everything out. So no the way I met you mm-hmm. was through our director, DMP. That's right. That's who right. I, who I love, but we get into some, you know, we get into some heated moments on set, you know, because he's, he's such a fucking dude, you know? Yeah. And I, I love music. <laughs> I know, right? So he'll come down. All right, Jamie, here's what you're going to do. You're going to come down there. You're going to jump in the truck. You're going to sit your line. You're going to shoot the thing. And I'm like, all right. And I'd be like 5 a.m. half asleep and be like, are you awake? And then like one day, he, I was like, I got it. I got it. 
And my movie probably wasn't as physical as yours. I had a lot of physical shit, but I had help. But like yours, the Scorpion King, I pretty sure it was more physical. It and was, I think you were probably doing 99% of it. It was like the most physical thing I've ever done. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I would say the first Tremors was with the, the mass sequel. is right there in terms of physical. In terms of shooting, climbing, driving. The only time I ever felt I almost died on a set, it would have been my fault. Um, Driving's I, tough. Yeah. Well, because we were hitting rocks and it was. And you're also acting. Like yes. you're acting and dri- you're not trying to kill each other, but you're it's like. <laughs> Dude, I want to lose my thought, but there is a part, and, you know, Pearl, we both know, it's who's the just the best. Shout out, Pearl. Oh, she's amazing. And she's, she's like, you know, you want to talk about like, she really is everything. And she's like. The best. She's, she's so feminine, but yet so tough. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean by that. What? What? I, yeah, I mean, know exactly what you mean. She, like, dude, she like, we were in the truck, bro, and she's like, oh, fucking right, and she drove. We're on the side of a mountain, and Pearl had no qualms. She's incredible, dude. Pearl on Scorpion King. Pearl literally like learned to to ride a horse and became perhaps one of the most stunning horse riders. Like she. Yeah. And she was also riding like this giant horse called Apollo that was this big male horse that was very like very aggressive, but for some reason with her was very, very you know, like you know, people just kind of match up with horses in that way. Which because we were on a horse like literally half the movie. Uh she learned stick fighting. She was like staff fighting in the movie. Yeah. Doing all the I mean, she and plus she was wearing like a bathing suit the whole time. (laughs) 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 No, she's but when we were doing this movie, and we the first one we were in uh, Pretoria, we were outside of Joburg, mm-hmm. which is a little bit more gangster. Yeah. I would walk around Joburg, and it was weird because there's like a nice area with the mall, and I I'm kind of an idiot in the sense that I didn't feel any fear. And I Joburg think, is mad mad dangerous. Yeah, yeah, but they say that Joburg is. But then when I was out, I had my driver, and he had you know. He's strapped. Like, they're always strapped up. Yo, they, they're strapped. When we go over there, you so you feel. And dude, he had a machete. Heads are he, strapped. Yeah, they they go out hard. He's like, don't worry, man. Nobody gonna fuck with you. And it was like you do roll deep. You roll with your guy, and you want to go and get to like Zankow chicken or something. It's like boom, he's right there. And so Pearl took me out a couple times, and it was just we. She's, I call her like she's like the queen of Africa. Yeah, 100%. like literally is. People don't know like she doesn't get enough respect actually. Like from Hollywood, I think. Like I keep seeing movies where I'm like, why isn't Pearl playing? Like, yeah, like, Pearl can't <laughs> kind of can't walk down the street. No, she's like Africa. she is like the, she's the queen. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> and I mean, but Joe Berg and Cape Town. I mean, her name rings bells. And so we're doing this stuff. Like, but Tremors was the first one was so physical. We were on a tight schedule, and I even learned how to ride. I could ride a motorcycle a little bit, but I rode a dirt bike. Nice. I was getting into my skills with helicopters. I was doing all that shit, not flying them, but in them. Big animals, like it's kind of fucked up to do a scene with the rhinos right there. It's a little trippy. Oh, Hippos sure. will fuck you up. You all, know that. The, all these animals will fuck you up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, right? I mean, especially people don't really like. And like, if if you've been next to a rhino before, and like you see how strong they are, but then you imagine like the film and the clapper, and then like some guy with a gun. I mean, me and 
Pearl once on horses and like a hundred people with bows and arrows descend on us. And the horses, they don't know they're not going to get shot. They freaked out. Like, Dude. you know, <laughs> I know. And this is why I, I have so much respect for her and Don, you know, and that's why I can see why I get on Don's nerves sometimes. Cause I'm like, well, maybe I could do a joke. He's like, Dude, the sun, you know, like you get these perfect sets. He has so <laughs> few and they give him, I mean, <laughs> I they squeeze you know, people don't realize like they movies squeeze they, they him, squeeze dude. him, and the budgets are nice, but they're not huge. It's unreal what he accomplishes in it's the true. time that he does. I mean, it's so short. Like it is so true, dude. And he, you know, I had a good stunt guy who would do like the hard. This guy did flips in the bike. I wasn't doing that, but like I was. I did a whole thing where I was descended into the sea. I did scuba, and we no. didn't use some of it, but I had the most physical, a lot of fun, but a lot of like. Intensity. The guys that did my scuba did all the Marvel movies. They did the, the it was a, whatever Marvel stuff was shot over there. They yeah, that. they. In fact, they. I know exactly who did it because yes. they were the black sales folks too. Yeah, and we actually worked with them again on Scorpion King, um, because he works with Don, and he was telling me they did them. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're. Dude, you go down. You yeah. did the scuba, right? Oh, well, yeah. and you got to slowly get cl- comfortable with your breathing. Then they take it away. But I'm also the asshole that's like already scuba certified, like <laughs> since I was 12 years old. So. <laughs> Well, I'm fucking, dude, I'm usually like, fucking give it to Jerry or John, and I'll just shoot the close-up. I'll do the joke. And Don's like, nah, man, I want You're fucking authenticity. Down. Yeah. So, like, on the, we're on the second one. We're deep in. We're, like, two movies deep. And he's, I love Don. And I was like, well. And he's like, you know what, man? You fucking ask a lot of questions sometimes. And he's like, you know who doesn't ask questions? I'm like, who? He's like, Zach fucking McGowan. Zach fucking McGowan would do it, man. If I had him fucking shoot a gun, drive a tank, fly a fucking plane, he'll fucking do it. But you, you don't want to shoot the fucking sun. And I'm just like, dude. I'm like, who's Zach McGowan? He's like, he's the fucking scorpion king. He's the baddest motherfucker. Dude, that was my intro to you. And it was like, because I didn't want to do like a helicopter hanging off a shot for like the third take off camera. Like I was like one thing. It was hilarious. And that's how I got to know you. And then I respect, I did. I looked you up and I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. Because he basically said you were fucking killing people on Scorpion King. Was there anything you did not do? Uh, There was only one. You fucking, he said that you filled in for The Rock. Yeah, I mean, basically, they, they uh, yeah, there was there was one thing I think they they couldn't let me do, but I did pretty much all of it. Incredible, um, like you and TC, it's you, Tom Cruise, and The Rock. I, I think it's just too fun. Like I it's agree. too fun to not you do want it. Jerry to do it. Yeah, but for me, like it's funny, like because because of the nature, I think of film stunts, like there is so much. Uh, I, I mean, there's so much mitigation on the danger anyway that like I've never felt like. I've had to do, there's been a couple times where I'm like, maybe I wouldn't do that again. Um, but like, for instance, on Scorpion King, I never felt like I was in, uh, in any danger. I did a lot of wire work on that one. Yeah. Um, you know, like I jumped off this really tall tree down onto someone. Um, but they, you know, they used, they used the wire and slowed me down. And it was some of the people actually, you know, what's crazy. The guy who was holding the wire to slow it down, he had a giant scorpion tattooed on his hand. And I was wow. like, I was like, we're going to be all right, man. You know, like, like, um, just, just a lot of stuff like that. I, I just do it. Like actually there was a time on, on, they got some free runner to, to try to double me to do some like really crazy stuff. But 
uh, he ended up not being able to really do a lot of it in the costuming because the, the, the leather pants were too tight and the, so he couldn't actually do it. So like there was like a time, I think what Don's talking about is it was like a time where the, the double was like, it can't be done. And, and it was like the one shot they were going to be using someone else for. And Don was like, fuck that. Get me Zach. And I was like, I'm right here behind you, Dan, Don. I've been waiting. I've been saying I can do it. And you, he, and he put me up and I did it in one take. And he was like, that's what I'm talking about. And it was like, it was like jump from this to do this. Boom. And then like, you'd like to like turn around and then jump back onto this bridge. And I basically had to run along the side of a wall. But I think it was, you know, wow. it, it wasn't like, I, I, I love that. Like I, I was like, you know, Listen, let's do it. I, I love that. <laughs> I've only been fucked up twice on movies. Well, no, once, and it was my fault. I was a pulley system, and I was, instead of jumping, I didn't, and I just, like, fucking poof, got dragged and literally went poof, into a wall, and I had a huge, yeah. but nothing broke. I was incredible, and the film took such good care of me, and we were shooting within two hours. Yeah. But it was like, you know, I, I fucked it up. But um, Tremors was probably the most stunts I ever did. And I try to do them as much as I can. But, dude, I did one where I was pulled, dude. I was pulled. It's not even in it. I was pulled all the way up this bridge. And I was just like, it was intense. Oh, they are intense. I mean, anytime you're dealing with wires and stuff like that, it gets intense. But all those stunt guys are fucking the man. And Don's the man. But it was like, yeah, the wires, we, we were shooting off the back of the truck and we had to shoot and we would jump in the truck and on the on the pad. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was like probably 43, 44 when I'm doing it. And I'm like, you know, I'm doing enough yoga, but it it is good and you get in your ego. I mean, obviously you're a, a, more of an athlete and that was like, it was good to do. And, and, and I'm glad I went through it, but it, there are definitely... It's fucking more intense than people realize. And the fact that you did yeah. all of that. I haven't seen Scorpion King, but I just know how physical it was. Yeah, I mean, that movie it's is, is like, it's a it's it's a never-ending uh, barrage of physical stuff. I mean, it's just, that it's like a quest, right? So if we're not fighting, we're on horseback galloping through the sands of the Sahara, I mean, essentially. So it's like, it's uh, it's pretty physical. Actually, I mean, I can't wait to, like, I want to do another one. more physical... <laughs> I would say that's probably more physical than Black Sails was, and Black Sails physical as fuck. Well, Black Sails was diff- different. Um, I mean, same environment we were shooting in because it's South Africa, but um, the reason Black Sails was tough is because we were, it was mostly like the sword work and the amount of people in the crowds, and because of the, because of how authentic everything, you know, that movie's, I mean, that show is extremely authentic, right? It's like everything is period accurate and all that. So we're in like leather bottom shoes on wet, wood that's being moved back and forth when we're on the ships and stuff. So that, that show got, uh, you know, for different reasons, also like really heavy costuming, Mm -hmm. um, and very intense temperatures down there. You know, when you're wearing, like I was wearing, like I'd wear leather pants on that show that literally were like sealed off all the way down with these leather boots that came up to like here. And I, I just, even if it wasn't a physical day, I'd lose like, five or six pounds in water weight just from like how much, how hot it was out there. And I had this giant leather jacket and it was very, it, it was, yeah. I mean, we had, it, we had some older actors on it who came on and like literally like had heat stroke right away and stuff. And you know, it was, it was, it was not, it was not particularly comfortable, but it was fun. And we, and those stunt teams are so, I mean, they, that's what they do down there. So, so I consider the South Africans, South Africa, I would consider them 
I'd like to take your take on it because I did a lot of time in Australia, and Australia fancies itself as a like you know rogues, you know a bloke, you know fucking yeah. strong, strong, tough dudes. I would consider South Africans more. Yeah, they, I think they're like they're kind of like in their eyes, they'll go all the way with you. Yeah, there's there's a level of toughness in South Africa. Insanity, that, right? Yeah. I mean, the only other place I've really experienced that level of toughness is probably with with Don. Again, Don only goes and shoots in very tough areas. Yeah. Um, was in Bulgaria. The stunt guys there as well are just absolutely, you know, there's just, sometimes you, you, you are in a place where you Was realize, that on uh, Sniper? No, no, that was on um, the Death Race movie I did. Oh, Death Race. Okay, she's yeah. that one first. Yeah. The, the amount of toughness in South Africa, and those are the women. Yeah, now, um, but no, but I do. I just feel that South Africans are just a whole different group of people. And I listen, Australians are tough, but South Africans are just. Yeah, I mean, if you I go respect. right, if you go by the like, uh, I don't know, the stereotype of it, like Australians, right? A lot of them got there; they were criminals who were like yeah. shipped off. So yeah. that's a part of their like toughness. I, I don't know where that goes with the South Africans, but I feel like a lot of like the weak ones died or something, you know, is mm-hmm. that like historically or something? Cause they're just so strong and so hardy. Uh, I mean, as a whole, like, and those stunt guys are just, I mean, they're unbelievable. Like yeah, some of the things they do, especially on like black sales, they were the guys were swinging from ropes. I mean, just insane, insane stuff running through smoke and explosions. And, you know, then there's the sword work and, Trying not to get cut your head off, you know. <laughs> so where's I totally agree. So what's this? Where's that big street? So there's you were down on the waterfront. There's that big Loops. main street. Well, you're talking about like the bar street, Loop yeah. Street. Is it what is it? Loop Street. Okay, so that's where just all the bars are. Yeah, down that. So you know, would work 10, 12 hour days, and if I knew I had like a later call, I would go Loop Street. And now I was drinking, you know, these good beers back then. Think like uh, Castle Lights. Those. That, that's, those are their. That's their like cheaper beer. I, I drank a million Castle Lights probably. And they <laughs> had. A, they also had good Bella. Like, like yeah. they had Chimay's and stuff. And so, like I'd meet Don sometimes, and he would he he would be too busy. But sometimes we'd have one. But so I would you know if you have a day that you go later, you go and explore. Of course. So I would go down there. It has a New Orleans type of vibe. There is. There's those those balconies and all that. And like again, like I, dude, I've done this in almost every city where you just, you, I'm sure you do it too. You wander, and Cape Town is way more safer than Joburg, but it's still not. It's not. It's. I mean, it's like I don't know the way, but the way I've always felt it, like nowhere in the world is actually safe. I mean, you can walk down no. Hollywood Boulevard, and a guy could pull a knife on you and try to rob you. Same as on Loop Street. Same as anywhere. You know. Totally. And some of my best protectors, those was, um, I had my co-star Tanya. Like they told me all the different things, what to do and to avoid. Don't get pickpocketed. Yeah, and Shanzi, who was also like, she was like the producer's assistant, but she did many things. And I was down the lube, and then there was another part where there's a downtown where I ate amazing ramen. So yeah, there's, uh, there's but the food in South. Africa might be some of the best. Yeah, it's really, it's really the, good. It's really good. And I think dude, is it, it's 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 New York City, Las Vegas quality, Tokyo quality. I mean, it might be the best in and, the world. And right? I think they probably do actually have the best seafood there. They like, really do. Just, uh, it, dude, it's insane. I fucking every night ate like a fucking king for a dollar. That's that's 
the the best part of it, dude. The best Indian, the best seafood, the, dude. I had amazing Mexican. There's there. actually an Indian spot on Loop Street that's like, I mean, it's one of those ones where you go up to the counter and they just you know, but it is the best. Oh I, yeah, I love it. I love everything there, honestly. So only one time I want to tell you this to see if this happened to you. So only one time something funky happened where you got robbed. Ish. So. You, I would walk. I would walk late, and there's a lot of hills in South Africa. It's very San Francisco-y. It's like this beautiful Sahara desert with these trees, and then like this beautiful, cool city by the sea. And so, you know, I was getting my drink on, and I was a little loopy. I drank a lot of wine. I fucking love well, the wine. wine is so cheap, and it's so good there. It's like, And you go to those farms, and they put the fucking meat on it. What's the meat? Oh, the biltong. Oh, biltong. <laughs> biltong That's my favorite great. thing. I, I'm, I'm made like 90% of biltong. <laughs> I literally, I it's, it's all I ate while I was there. Dude, I did too, but I, I still like the little bread I had with it. Which is, it's so good. One night I'm walking, I got dropped off, and I was, I forget where I was. I was in, not that far from that street. So you were on the waterfront, which was a little more chill. Yeah, yeah. And you were you were just off Loop Street at that hotel. Yes. I know I know the one that they use there. Yeah. Yes. And it was cool, but I would like walk around, hike around. It was always beautiful. And one night I was a little loopy, not bad, and I was walking like the hill, and all of a sudden I turn and there's a kid. I never told the story. He's up against me. Just with a knife on you? Well, he's like he's like Hey, wait. I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, he goes, give me your money. Like that, right? And I look down and I'm just drunk enough and he's got something like sharp. And the first thing I think of is, oh my God, AIDS. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to get stabbed. I'm like, what is that rusty thing? And I go, what the fuck? What are you doing? He goes, the money. I go, get the fuck out of here. Like, I was so stupid. I don't know you why I said drunk that. Yeah. And I go, get the fuck out of here. And I started walking away. And he's like, he's like, right off, something. And the guys looked at me. And I was just drunk enough to, to look at them. And they walked away. But it was like this 12-year-old kid, an, an adult dude, like another kid over there. Yeah, they were, they were trying to get you. Yeah, they, they put you in that weird circle. And he never touched me. But he had it in his hand, and I was like, then I walked away, because you see, there's all types of people on the street. You know that. And and it's like what we're experiencing in L.A. now, unfortunately. You know, it's... You don't know if they're homeless. Yeah, it's like I've shot in Mexico City. There's 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 kids on yeah. the street doing like Mexico City. There's kids like doing like juggling and there's a mix of tough. There's all different kinds of people. Yes, in a long story short, but it gets a little dicey. By the time I was out of there, I was like, that could have been weird. And then like there were, but like the guy at the hotel saw. It. He's like, yeah, get in here. But nothing happened. But I just remember he had a sharp like it wasn't glass, but it was like a weird piece of fence. And I was like. So I, I kind of got out of it. Yeah, I mean... Did that was, ever happen to you? There were so many uh, situations that occurred there uh, over the course of a number of years. Um, oh, yeah, I, you probably... probably. Yeah, there was there was a lot of different stuff that happened. Um, I mean... You but know, if you give them the kind of crazy American look, they kind of back down. Yeah, I mean, to me, I've always been like, uh, you know, one is you don't want to... You don't want to look like prey yeah. from afar, but then when you come... When someone comes close... You don't, you want them to know that you're not easy, 
you yeah. know, to get money from. Like you, they're gonna, ha- you know. So I, that's I mean, grew up they're in New York have City. To tussle. Yeah, and like all I've done my whole life is spent my whole life like fighting for fun. So like, okay, yeah, I do like jujitsu, and I also. So you kind of wanted somebody to roll up. No, on you. I don't want it, but like I definitely, I definitely try not to. You know, I, I put off the vibe that like I'm gonna hit you back. You know, and uh, you know, so hopefully, so I, you know, n- nothing really ever really happened to me. But we had a couple castmates who got targeted, and I had to pull one of them out of an alleyway who was getting roughed up by a bunch of people like that. Where they really had, they had descended on. They had his phone out and his wallet and his passport, but they don't have those things anymore. <laughs> uh, did you get? You had to beat him down. No, I didn't have, you have to say that. I didn't. I didn't have to do much. Um, but you know, I, disarmed it. I, I disarmed, disarmed the situation it. and I got him out of it. There was. Were some, you a little? Were you drinking too? Yeah, I mean that was yeah, you, that was a time in my life where I was drinking a lot. I was also playing a pirate. I mean, you're playing yeah. a pirate. You're tired. It's been a long week. You just want to fucking chill. You want to be in South Africa, and some assholes trying to fuck. They they probably did the trick where they get in front of you and they get behind you and they grab your waistband. That's a big thing. There. Yeah, and they search your shit. That never happened yeah. to me, but that was a big thing that people. Told yeah, me. you know, I always say like if you you know. Definitely don't go around touching people yes. like me aggressively and expect me to not break your hand or something like that, you know. Yeah. But if you want to be cool, then we'll be cool. Like that's, you know, that's so there. Yeah, there was some of those situations. And then there's ones like the real bad ones that were ones that I heard about. And there seems like there was no way out of that scenario. Like we had some we had a we had a driver who was like carjacked and shot and stuff, stuff like that. You know, you're not going to do anything about, you know, that's like getting struck by lightning or, you know, whatever down there, there's, you know, if someone wants to shoot you while you're at a red light and take the car, there's that not much could, you're going to do, you know? I, yeah, I, I'm telling you, I was very fortunate. Joe Burke, nothing. And only one time in, in Cape town. And it was like that little nothing thing, but I was around people. Like I, this girl, Shanzi was like, she, I think she was like you, she's like a jujitsu and she's just was like happy go lucky. But I think it was like, she could break a motherfucker. Yeah. It's funny. I, yeah. I mean, I, I know it's like I, but I grew up that way in New York. Like, you know, in the nineties in New York, it was very common that someone would try to take your shoes or your jacket or your hat. Or I rode the subway to and from school. And, you know, I, I was well, worth to keep though. See, I took it in Philly and I was lucky only a couple times. People like people don't understand being jumped. I was jumped a few times in my life. Yeah. You, I'm sure you were too. Yeah. But uh, like your wallet and stuff is worth something, but what 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 is worth keeping and what is worth fighting? Well, for, for if for, a gun comes out, yeah, for me that's the way it is. Is it's like either someone has you beat or they don't. Okay, so if someone pulls a gun on you and they're holding on you, there's really no play. You know that that's reality. Like, yeah. but if someone just tries to intimidate you, like, yep. hey, where's the fucking money? Like, what would you say? Mm-hmm. It's where it's supposed to be. Peace, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, and usually like stuff like that I find works. But like if someone wants to, I mean, that's the thing. It's like in life, if someone wants to like hurt you, they can just come up behind you and hurt you. There's nothing anyone can do about that. Yes. So like someone who's choosing to like confront you, they've already, they're like already many levels down from they don't want to hurt you. Yes. Because if they wanted to hurt you, they'd just come up behind you. If that guy wanted to stab you, he just stabbed you from behind and took your wallet and you would have never had a situation. He wasn't that guy. He's the guy who's going to intimidate you. Like, and so that guy, fuck him. You know? Knife. What like, if the knife's out? 
I mean, they better be very close to me. Okay. Uh, because I'm very fast if I need to run. I mean, I run 10 miles most mornings. So on a long distance, there's very few people that are going to catch me. So but- <laughs> you're, you're not going to fight with the knife. You're like, it's fine. Anything I could do to get out of a fight, I'm getting out of the fight. That's how I know yeah. you can fuck people yeah. up. If, but if, if someone forces you to fight, then you have to fight, right? But it's like, that's the reality in life. Like, I've been forced to fight before, and then in the middle of a fight, had an opportunity to leave and got away. Like, you know, that's, I mean, I don't want to fight anyone, I think, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, sometimes in life that happens. Like, I'll never forget the first time, like, someone tried to jump me for real in New York and, like, I, you know. How old were you? Must have been. Probably like 12. Well, no, I'd had some scenarios before, but it was the first time there, where there was no talking period. They just came up and hit me. Straight up off the bat. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, they sucker were trying to punch. Sucker punch, just trying to take my jacket and my shoes and stuff. Um, oh, which was very common in this area at the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that. So you yeah. got sucker punch, and what happened? Uh, I per- He wasn't particularly good at hitting, um, and so it didn't actually hurt that much. And so I just pretended that it hurt more, and there was, uh, there was four of them. Um, and then I uh, pretended like I was getting them their things and then i uh <laughs> i hit i know I, I know i i i actually i was you know it's funny i was like i was like 16 i was holding 40s in uh in in my hands i had actually two 40s in each hand because okay. i was going over to my buddy evan's house actually you were about to get your you know get my drink on i was like yeah. 16 i was cracking a 40 we were gonna you know just be kids and uh and drink and, and were they oe they were OE, of O-E. course, of course. This is New York. This is probably, this is like 1996. Dude, you know, someone's trying to take your OE. No, they were trying to take my Helly Hansen jacket, actually, which wasn't even mine. It was my older brothers. And okay. if you know my older brothers, He's honestly, like at this day and age, probably these four guys or my older brothers. My older brothers were much scarier. Uh-huh. Like my one of my brothers is a Marine, and the other one, like I'm the small kid in my in my class, in my you know my my uh, family. So yeah, so I actually did. Actually, ended up breaking those forties. Uh, wow! And getting, and then having an opportunity to leave, and I left with my shoes and my Helly Hansen jacket. That was my brother's. Wow! So I didn't have to, but yeah. And I, I'll never forget because, like, I showed up at my buddy Evan's house, and he was like, yeah. "You said you were getting forties," and I was like, "It was a crazy, <laughs> it was a crazy walk over here," <laughs> and I was like bleeding. I had like, yeah. Like, wow! Yeah. How did you get to forties? By the way, on a side note. Back in, so so well one I had older brothers so so well no by the time my oldest brother was twenty one I was seventeen I can get him but in New York in uh, in the nineties you could just go into like any bodega and they would just sell you beer that was like, wow but you were were you a bearded kid did you look older I I'm, I I don't know I don't feel like I looked that old I looked pretty baby faced I, I don't think they had any they just were selling beer and they didn't I there wasn't I think I mean this is like this Damn. is back when New York had much bigger issues than like stopping a teenager from getting beer. You know, like the, yeah. New York was this. You know, when I New York is is much nicer now, kind of than I mean, maybe now I I don't know, but in, in the eighties and nineties, like New York was a was a pretty you know there was a like it was common that like a friend of yours would get like stomped on the train or like Mm -hmm. slashed with a razor blade or like something would happen, you know? And that was, 
It was way violent. Yeah. I remember it in the seven. I'm a little older than you. I remember in the seventies how violent it was. It was like you didn't go to New York City. My dad would tell stories about owning the bar um, and just just how. I mean, that was back when organized crime was still really controlling all kinds of things, and uh, just what he the stories he told. You know, I think he now is like he's like New York's on the way back there, and I'm like, please no. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, again, I wasn't there, but he tells some pretty crazy stories of owning that bar and, you know, being in that world and uh, and you know, doing that. But I wasn't there. I wasn't there in the 70s. No. I got to see, I mean, I got to see, like, New York go from, I'll never forget the first, I'll never forget the first time I saw a train that didn't have graffiti all over it. Wow. Because, like, I remember it pulled into the station. It was, like, this shining silver, like, glistening thing. And I had just never seen one in my life. And I've been riding the train because it was, like, a new train. They bought new trains at some point. I think that was, like, something Giuliani did or something. They were, like, revamping things. And I was just like, wow. Like, look at that. I just remember, it, like, watching it go by. Like, is that some different? Is that the money train? Like, you know. Yeah. It's like a canvas yeah. when they do it correctly. Oh, it's beautiful but that's that it probably didn't last more than a day dude well yeah i mean new york i the subways were i mean they they were like even when when i would ride to and from school on them like you could do anything on the subway because there was no one there like mm-hmm. it was just i mean we used to like ride on the top of them and you know <laughs> outside yeah yeah so wow. I, I went to school in the bronx um and uh, the last stop on the one nine is uh 242nd street and uh there was like a lot of the train on the way back into the city is, uh, or on the way back into Manhattan is elevated. So you could like actually ride out and I played football. So we'd finish practice, uh, you know, right around like when it was sunset and she could like ride on the top and the sun was setting over the, the Hudson river and like the buildings. And it was beautiful. I mean, wow. You smoke a blunt up there on your way home from, and you're riding school. on top of the subway. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, but then you'd hear like stories of people falling off. Yeah, and, but it was the same with like I, I, you know, we used to ride on the top of your elevator, and you know, you could get in. This was all like this was like New York. My dad owned a bar, so we just do. This all is kinds what of I love shit. about the New York stories, though. Like people don't realize this is like your jungle gym. Yeah, like my dad's bar buildings. My dad's bar had a basement that was like where the beer was kept and like refrigeration and all that. Then there was a sub basement which was like drainage and pipes and you know because it was on the bottom floor of a four-story building uh and and there was like a furnace down there and all that kind of stuff and then under that there was uh like another floor but it didn't have lights or anything and that actually led into the sewers which was like ninja turtles back in the day right ninja turtles were in the sewers so we were kids growing up and we were like we have an access port to the sewers to like the ninja turtle world um, so we used to like go down there and you could actually access the one nine train tunnel from down there and you could go through that. And there was like this room that we called the cockroach room because it was like probably where all of the cockroaches from that neighborhood were breeding or something or some den. But it was like uh, Indiana Jones, you know, with the co- fortune cookies on the ground. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was. It was like that. And so, like, we would dare each other to go in that room. My dad would like periodically take these uh, bug bombs and like wage war with them and throw like these bug bombs in the room and close it. But you'd go back there like two days later to be a million cockroaches again. Dude, I mean, 
I don't know if I've ever seen a bigger cockroach than, and we've both been to South Africa. Yeah, there's and New York there. City. Yeah, there. Well, I have. Uh, well, I don't know. I think all major kind of cities that have major sewer systems where all that real shit goes just have some lobsters down there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> With the tentacles. and Dude. This is the most disgusting thing. <laughs> Listen to this podcast. We talk, we talk, we talk about cockroaches. Because <laughs> oh, I want to ask you a couple of questions about the movie, too. Oh, yeah. So do, was... do you... Wait, but I want to ask you before about Shameless. So you were talking about this to me. So you did Shameless, and you were saying yeah. you had to be naked. Yeah, that was I remember like, you told me that story. Yeah. Was it that was kind of a big deal for you? Well, yeah, I mean, I'd certainly like never done that. I, I'd actually done it like in some like plays, but not where it's being filmed. It's, you know, you know what's going to go on. This was it's forever. You know, it's forever. It's going on the internet, and you know that. So, and it was like part of the audition process because it was important for the character. He was like nudist, and you had addict. to audition that. No, I didn't have to audition that, but I did have to like say during the audition cool. that I'd be cool with it. And I actually didn't say, I was like, I'm cool with it, but I should check with my, my wife and yeah. maybe my mom. I actually said that in the audition. I was like, maybe I should, I should probably check with like my mom and like my mother-in-law, just make sure everyone like. They probably like, love that. Yeah. They were like, this guy's, at, you know, here we go. We're offering a part on this hit show. And uh, so I did that. And, and then I actually ended up, um, when I got the gig, I got the call like, you know, and they were, and they, my agents was like, and they're just checking because it's already written in this episode. You have to do this, and that's all cool. And I was actually sitting next to my mother in law, and my uh, my first daughter had been born like two months before or something. And I was like, "Hey, so I'm it looks like I'm gonna get the job, Mary. Um, <laughs> so like, just so you know, like I'm gonna be like totally naked, like walking out, and it's not like for a second. Like I gotta do scenes. Like I gotta actually like act while I'm naked for a little while." And she was like holding actually Elsie, my, my youngest. And she was like, you got a baby. You better take that job. And, you know, at the time I was doing voiceover. I'd never really made the payday that I ended up making on that show. Like a real, you know, kind of, I mean, that was a series regular, you know, on that. And so, yeah. you know how that goes. There's, there's like, there's how many seasons? I did two. I did two seasons. A series of, actually, I guest starred. So they, they guest starred me that way. But, you know, there's that SAG rule. If they guest star you on every episode, they have to series regular. So that's what happened. And so I got retroactive, like, series regular. Bam. Yeah, which was cool. And so you... Thank you, SAG. When did you have to uh, do the Schmeckle shot? First ep? Um, well, it was funny. I It was the second ep I was in. But the first ep I was in... Um, was all exterior. And so they shot all the exterior stuff in Chicago, right? So it's the cold there. So the first stuff I had to shoot where, where which was here in LA, which is all the studio stuff was that that nudity stuff. So I I didn't really Jesus, you get jumped in. Yeah, didn't really know Bill at the time. Like I'd kind of just like met him at the read-throughs and stuff and same with like Emmy at the time. I didn't really know them. Um but Everyone was cool, and, uh, you know, they couldn't have made it more of a comfortable environment. I mean, uh, you know, and in the end, it wasn't actually that big of a deal. Like, and what I did, like, I wasn't, what I realized was the hard part of the scene was that I had to be so cool about it, right? Like, if it was a scene where someone walks in and they catch you naked and you're like, whoa, that's not a big deal because that's, like, naturally your inclination. But this one was like I had to actually, like, not care and mm -hmm. so I realized that any way that I would be caring was going to affect. So I had to really like 
conquer, not like I had to be like, I had to do something. And I realized I had like, I think I had about like three weeks and I knew it was coming. And so mm-hmm. I just, so I just went down to uh, the San- <laughs> I went to an art institute and I just did nude, nude drawing classes. I just, I just stood there. You did not. By the end, I was just like, I could just stand, you know. Yeah, so you like got that. in character by being, do you offered it up? What'd you say? You said, I'm going to be nude modeling for you. I'm going to do a, a show. Well, no, I mean, they, they just, these art institutes. How does it work? They have these like drawing classes where they draw nudes, right? Yeah. And they just need people to come. And like, I guess it's mostly like, generally speaking, I, there's some people who do it or nude models. There's some like, you know, people who just need money on the line. Um, and there's just like a line and you go stand up there for either like 15 minutes, a half hour or an hour. And they pay you accordingly. I think it was like 20 bucks for the hour to stand there. Um, and I would just... Go there and stand there. So somewhere out there, there's a bunch of like nude drawings from some class. But you know. that's crazy. Yeah, to yeah. get in the role for <laughs> Shameless, you went and worked as a nude well, mom, and it ended up working. I ended up getting, you know, they liked me on the show. They kept me around. I, they gave me stuff to do. That you know, the part grew. Um, and so in the end, like, you know, I think it was the right choice. Like, I, I could have. I mean, because it's literally like I think it was like seven pages of dialogue or something. During naked, that, yeah, That's and like I'm naked. Seven minutes. That was like a lot of hours of filming. You yeah, know? it was. It was a long time. It wasn't just like one shot either. There was a lot of different setups. Like, but you strike me probably as the guy that's in between setups. You might just still just be hanging out. Um, I I was, but yeah. they had you know obviously wardrobe had the thing. And I I, the thing. I put the thing on and you know, but it, if we that show moved really fast, so sometimes we would kind of like on the fly do things, and sometimes we would actually break and. So I'd be taking it off on the break, but yeah, I mean, it was actually really, it was actually funny and I, I, it was hilarious. I, I, it had been on my mind obviously. And I was very thinking about it. So when I finished, I was like, I'm done. Right. I was sitting in my trailer. I was like, I fucking crushed that. I did exactly what I wanted to do. I think it was great. I think it was great. And then it was like a knock on the door. And it was like, hey, we have this idea. And it was like Bill and uh, Mark Mylon, the director, and Emmy. And they had an idea for like a button on the scene where they needed me naked again. <laughs> oh, shit. So I had to do it all over again. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, that's great. <laughs> I was like just in there being like, I'm done. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, of course. And I was like, yeah. They were like, do you mind if we do it again? I was like, of course, let's do it. And in a nude scene, that's what you don't want to say. A button. Yeah, we don't want to <laughs> button up the scene. Button the scene up. Yeah, it was actually probably the most graphic of the shots. They wanted to do the shot like Emmy Rossum's like hang like hiding under the table because there's because she like slept with somebody else's husband and that woman's trying to like kill her and is outside with a bat trying to kill her. So she's hiding under the table and Bill's down there talking with them about family stuff. And at the end, I come in and I'm like, "Hey, um, you know, I'm basically like making eggs or something for Bill and." And I like see her and I ask her if she wants some eggs. Um, yeah. and, that, and that was like the button shot. So I'm like leaning under the table, like completely naked. It's just, it's like by far the worst shot. It's like, it's like, <laughs> I remember yeah. you were saying that and you was like, when we were filming that you definitely, I remember some people that were passing us by and shots knew you from that show. Like yeah. definitely. You yeah, would say that's a, that's a good one for you. Yeah, that really uh, was a, a lot of eyes. People recognized money went up. Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, I mean, that was really, like, the, and that was probably, that was the first time I ever got, like, serious regular stuff, too, so it was, it was a great step forward uh, in the industry, and I, I mean, to be honest, it was really fun, and the part was awesome, and I loved playing it, so, 
It was such a legit show. And and also like everyone does that on the show. I mean, one of my first days there where we were shooting outside with Bill, like Bill was just like lying in a puddle of vomit. Passed out was the scene and his like ass is out because he's like out of the you know, he's like out of the hospital or something. Yeah. So like that show just leans itself towards that stuff. And and I think that's, I mean, that's the reality of an actor, right? Whatever the world is that you're doing, like you have to be a part of that world and you have to just kind of be a part of that team. And everyone on that show signs like a locked tight uh, nudity rider. That's like part of the show. So, Wow. Now that's what's good though. I mean, once you do that, then it's like all bets are off. I mean, right. The opening credits of that show are like people sitting down on the toilet. So it's yeah, like, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like, you know so. that's why that show's so good though because it get it shows everything. Well, I feel like right. I mean, that was like I don't know. There's there's a certain. I mean, when I read when I read, uh, you know, I guess it was called uh, the bucket. You know, crabs, crabs in a bucket at that Our point. But now it's now it's last, last call. call. Last call available on March nineteenth. Yes. Everywhere movies are sold. Yeah. Um, when I read that, there was a certain tonally kind of similar thing to that where I was like. Oh, this this is that world where like it's not shiny and glossy and everything's perfect. Like this is this is really real life and and how sticky and uh, you know and and just the way that it, it it's not doesn't fit into whatever box you want to put it into. You know. And you when you were doing that our movie, did you have any? I mean, because New York is not far from Philly, but it's a completely different world. And this is outside. This is fucking. That's yeah. how you talk, fucking. <laughs> You know, Delco, Delaware County. What was so frustrating, actually, about the movie for me is uh, I loved, you know, doing accents and I loved getting into that. But based on how much time I had, I literally, literally, like, they get, I think I, like, signed that movie, like, like five days before I'm shooting it or something. Yeah. And it's, you saw, I mean, that's, that movie was not, like, a small amount of scenes. And you had a fuckload of dialogue. I had, like, monologue. I did, like, a fucking monologue from... Being drunk, (laughs) being arrested, driving a cop car, fucking spinning bottles. You was, like, as much action as a fucking scorpion, but not as... It was a lot. We did, we we did some, we did some action in it. And, yeah, I mean, to me... Like I, I, I like my my regret is I didn't really have the opportunity to to get into that element of it. Totally um, works, that way. you know. But at the same time, um, yeah, I mean, you I knew, sound like you're from the area. Yeah, well, I mean, you I'm not that far go, away. Yeah, you didn't go that <laughs> deep in it, but but like yeah. I have it in there. But I'm naturally from that. But yeah, it does. You don't have to sound like that. So yeah, it's, it's I would, perfect. Yeah, no, I I think it works perfect too. And and I think in the end, um, I don't think I really. Quite, I mean, I knew Philly, but like, I, I didn't, I didn't quite, you know. You're, it's like you know, you're, you're from there, like yeah. you know, you you don't know a place ever as much as where no. you're from, you know. That's it's degenerates. Yeah, it's two. It's two types of people from that area. It's like you either make it or you kind of don't. I mean, no offense, but well, there's some middle. But like a few people I know, God rest their soul, have passed. Or some people went to jail, and then there's Cherry O'Terry, you know, who became a successful actor. Yeah. Greg, who became a super successful entrepreneur in real estate maven. I mean, there's all, I guess that's with any neighborhood, but Philly was either hit or miss. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I feel like where I, you know, in New York, obviously, it's the same thing. There's yeah. just so many. I, I, it's hard to 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 paint it with a broad brush, but, you know, you guys are in a small, that's, that's a much smaller community. I know. know. It's a little weird. We're only not far from the city. 
which was Philly, which is big. But then we're not only 80 miles from New York, which it is just a so it's different world. Well, yeah, it's like you think about 80 miles here in Southern California, like you know, it, it, it's you're in Barstow. Yeah, you're in Barstow. You're down in, I mean, almost to San Diego. You're in Central California. Yeah. I mean, 80 miles is probably past Santa Barbara's probably like 80 miles or past. I know, but I f- was, as I was growing up, the New York City, because I only went there a little bit as a teenager, it was the, such a f- different world to me, but it was only a train ride away. Well, yeah, that's like where we were shooting a lot in Bayonne, New Jersey when mm-hmm. we were there, right? Um, that was just across a, a river from me in New York, yet when growing up that would have seemed... Miles, miles away. away. I mean, even Staten Island. Like, I, the only time I ever went to Staten Island growing up was I played ice hockey against some teams that were on Staten Island. And that was, and when I went there, I was like, people live in houses here. Like, you know, like, that's yeah. like, as a New Yorker, that was, as a New Yorker, anywhere where people lived in houses was like a, like, it was like a foreign world, right? Like, they have a backyard. Yeah. Like, I was like, you know, like you, when I'd be even be at like in like a maybe like a, a not so affluent neighborhood or something somewhere, and I'd see backyards. Like to me, they were like rich. Like they had a backyard. Like you have a backyard. Like yeah, I would give everything for a backyard. I know. So you grew up in a, like a it's an apartment, yeah, and you know, mold. You probably had a couple levels. No, we had uh, just it was just a two bedroom apartment. Um, just two bedrooms above the bar. No, we were we were on, just down the block. So we were bar. so we were on seventy six, like in West End, and the bars on seventy six and Broadway. Um, but it actually made me think a lot. Like this whole time, like if this had happened when I was a kid, this would have been so much more devastating for us because it was like we were three boys in one room. I mean, our bedrooms probably less than half the size of this room we're in here, and there's three boys in it. Um, and we're all athletes, and I'm the youngest, and they just kick my ass all the time. Um, just th- to think about the people who are dealing like with that element through all of this, no, is just I mean, because like however tough it's been for me, like my kids have a pool, we have a yard with like grass, mm-hmm. and you know we have like a garden, and yeah, there's when you're out, and it's a little, there's I, a giant park we can you know it's like griffith park here there's no one up there you can go walk around forever you know yeah that's not the case and that wasn't the case probably for everyone in new york city and if they didn't have somewhere else to go you know i i just i feel for that you know i know man and and they say well i think the city's starting to come back but it was like so ghosty yeah people were my brother my brother um Actually, my brother Doug, he's not on social media, so he won't see this, and he doesn't. This is Marine. This is a Marine brother. Yeah, he's not in the Marines anymore. Where is he? Where is he part of the world? So he 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 lives in uh in well, his apartments in New York. Um, he actually has two kids and and lives in a one bedroom apartment in New York with two kids. Wow. Because uh, you know, apartments are just so expensive in New York. Um, and uh, and just it's a very successful guy. I mean, I have like a lot of friends who are like very successful by the standards that one would judge success who live in like very small apartments in New York. That's New just New York. Yeah, like I have I have friends who like you know are like lawyers who literally live in like a one bedroom apartment where like their kid has like an area. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's very common in New York, and he you know the second this happened has had a, he's 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 moved to Nashville Tennessee now so that's he did yeah so he's yeah, he's he's, he's, he's there right now he's he's looking at houses there right now but yeah they're 
I mean, dude, there. good for him. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people do that. It's beautiful down there. And is he out? Out? Yeah. That's your city. That's your home. Yeah, he's gone. No, he's not he's, going back. And is yeah. he is he liking it? Uh, he loves it. He actually seems very, very happy and and very, um, you know, just he seems at peace there. Like he likes it there. And uh, I, I'm like super jealous, like in some ways, because there's part of me that just wants to have like, you know, and some acreage for my kids to run around on in a stream. You know, you can't you can't get a stream in in Los Angeles. There's not much water here. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like if you want a stream in your backyard, like you better be, you know. Ready to spend like ten, twenty million dollars on a house. Here. But where's your other brother live? Uh, he lives in Toronto. Uh, so yeah. he's that's nice up there. Yeah, yeah, but he went there for work, and his and his he married a, a Canadian. And you know. so you, I love L.A. Yeah. This is my home. And I love it. A lot of people I know that. I don't know, but you hear oh, people yeah. are leaving, which I think they're all going to want to come back because I think we're slowly opening up. And this was a there was a lot of people on the on the road on the way here. There was yeah. traffic. It was traffic, man. It was just like the good old days. But you don't want to leave, do you? I mean, this is a home. Yeah. So I I go. I you go can back. get a farm, but I still feel like you love L.A. Yeah, I love L.A. and I I, I have a hard time. Um, even, I, even I if the business is not totally the hub here, which it always will be, you still love LA. Yeah, I love. Well, I think there's a there's a certain quality to LA that you can't get anywhere else. Like anywhere, it, it's it's just been beautiful and sunny this entire time. You I know, know, pretty there's, much. There's been a couple of days. Um, you can't beat that. I don't think you can. I you know, it's like I have a garden with my kids, and we just like grow. like the tomato plants never died. Like they're just going back into. It's been a year since we planted them. Mm. And you know what I mean? Like just there's things like that you can't do everywhere. Like you can you can basically plant like a tomato plant like any time of the year here. Yeah, I know. Like in other places you have to like plant it at the exact right date and then it's going to die by this time because it's going to be freezing. You know, this L.A. is just amazing. It's It really is. It, not to go on a weather report, but California was formed by our business because of what it is, the climate. You can, yeah, because you could shoot any day. Exactly, an hour to scheme. I actually have a weird theory about this. I want to hear it, but, and that's why I, I I don't think about it, and we take it for granted, and we take for granted that being able to get sugar fish during a pandemic, and I know that sounds stupid, but it's like with the best food, the best climate, it is our business, but even if our business wasn't here, I just still feel that we have everything we need here. And we're very fortunate. We are. We're very fortunate. It's, it, I mean, there's a reason why. I like, want to hear your theory too. Well, I think my theory for, I mean, I think we're fortunate that we live here and I, you know, as, as tough as things have gotten and, you know, I listen to the Joe Rogan podcast. He likes to dog LA these days a lot and I love his podcast, you know, mm-hmm. and I love his stuff, but, but yeah, I mean like homelessness has become an issue. There are fires, there's the earthquake stuff. There's all that, but it's also beautiful days and like I was driving here and because there was so much traffic I drove uh the uh, Mulholland r- route through uh like through the hills rather than on the on the 101 and I like was blasting some reggae I had some reggae blasting and the sun was shining and I was driving in a nice car and it was beautiful and you know I, and let's just say you possibly were elevated yes I, I you had, you, it was a beautiful day it was just a be- I was elated to be yes. driving gotcha. and and uh, I mean for me right now 
you know, the only thing that like I would, if I could just change one thing in LA, I would just like open the schools for those who want to go back like right now. Yeah. Like right now. And kind of keep them 24 hours for a while. Yeah. Because yeah. Cause it's, I mean, parents out there, you know, it has been hard for kids for So it's tough. Um, you know, luckily my wife is an education specialist, but, um, the, uh, other than that, I think, you know, we do, it's just awesome here. And every time I, I try to think of leaving, like when I see all my brothers moving to there and I look at the houses and I'm like, oh, a house with a stream and five acres and chickens. And I'm like, what are you going to do? I'm like, it's going to be freezing. Where am I going to go? I can't go over yeah. to Jamie Kennedy's house, no, shoot the shit. No, we can't, you, know? you can't go to Pinchy's Taco. There. No, you can't go to. Right. You can't go. I can't go to John and Vinny's Pizza no, over here. You can't. You, know? you can't go to Man's. And go to the movies. No, I'm sorry. And and I can't get invited. Like people don't realize. Like can't some, go to party. Well, it's like somebody. Somebody was like once asking me recently. Like, oh, Yo, you go to all these premieres of like movies you're not in. I'm like, yes, because I live in L.A. They, they they want eyes on the movies, so they they want us to post a photo, and we go and and it's like we get invited to a fuck, an awesome movie premiere. That's pretty sweet. Like I know. <laughs> and, oh, you can't go to a Golden Globes party. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You can't go. I mean, we can cut this part out. You, you know, no more Maxim parties. I'm not saying you go to them, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like, we get invited to things, and it's nice. It's it's definitely nice. It's nice to be a part. Uh, I mean, to me, obviously, it's like when I was, when I was like, spending time trying to get into this industry, this was all a dream anyway. So it's like getting to live that dream is also, there's there's something to that, you know, and, and, and fulfilling one's goals. Uh, you know, there was something to it. But my theory, I was going to say, is that maybe – Right, things used to always be shot here, and it was like sunny and beautiful, right? And that same feeling we get from the sunny, beautiful, the audience would get from watching it, right? And every television show was shot here, so everyone was watching this beautiful world where the sun was coming just nice off the palm tree, and the thing. Like it's not like that when you watch TV anymore because that's not where things are shot. So I don't know. Maybe Dude. maybe there's some element to that in why the fucking world is so crazy right now. I don't know. Dude, that's <laughs> fucking such a good theory because I grew up watching Three's Company, and I always wanted. Like I was nine, and I was like, I want to go to the Regal Beagle, and I'm like, I didn't even know what beer was, and like <laughs> Santa Monica and chips. Chips. I was like raised yeah. by Frank Poncherello, mm-hmm. dude. And I would always watch the Rose Bowl, always. always. And I was like, I gotta go to the Rose Bowl, dude. That's such a good theory. I totally believe. But that. now you watch TV, right? It's like gray skies and rainy because everything's shot in Vancouver and it rains every day there, dude. It's <laughs> so true. I mean, Vancouver's another city I love, though. It's a beautiful city. I, I really love it. But sometimes I'm like. So this is based in L.A. and we're shooting in Vancouver. Okay, cool. There's only so many times I can order room service from the Slutton, though. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. Those chicken wings. You can only eat them so I mean, many times. it's so good. And if <coughs> any place... Do they know what the Slutton is what, and why it's called that? Do you want to tell them? Well, so... Well, no, I shouldn't. I'll start it I'll start it up. But, like, everyone knows... Because everyone knows all, like, actors stay at the Slutton there, even yeah. though, I mean... No matter what hotels go up. They There's always still the hotel Sutton. called the Sutton Place, but it was had a nickname called the Slutton Place. And apparently, it was before my day, but apparently it was because there was a lot of like call girls at the restaurant or something. I, and people had a good time. I don't know if you you could go into the bar <laughs> and you might see any. The greatest thing is you might be somebody that you see in a B movie, and you might see an A list star all in that bar. Oh, definitely. and it's. But I would say probably. 
maybe even more than Vegas, it and in like a, a hotel in New York, like the Carlisle. Like I think of when I think of you, I think of the Carlisle in the Upper West Side, where yeah, you're yeah. from. There's like three places, and that's one of them. Where you if you say I'd like to have lobster mac, and this is when I started doing it at three in the morning. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Just like they'll figure it out at the Cosmo. They'll figure it out at the Sutton. Place. Oh, for sure. And that's why it is. It's. I mean, no matter what, you're never going to stop shooting there because they just take care of actors. And they also have that little residence side where you get like a kitchen and a little bit of a, like just a little balcony. And people don't realize like, I mean, maybe they do because they've been listening to you, but like you spend a lot of time in whatever hotel, you know, you're in, even if you're working 13 hour days or 18 hour days, you're going to spend a lot of time in it. And it's just nice to have like... A refrigerator, and yes. like, and and not only the mini bar beers that you're like, all right, another fifteen dollar beer. <laughs> like, do people? Here's why it's, the Sutton is so good is because it is. I don't think people really understand like what our life is, and I'm so glad that you say it like this. It's like I was shooting a, a movie called Mostly Ghostly Three, and it was. It was like one of our universal movies and it yeah. was Ron Oliver, this great director. And it was like, we were shooting a lot in three weeks. And it was like, I tough went schedule. To, yeah. I went out to, um, I want to say something Barry. It was like an hour away where you shoot. There's a, there's a studio out there and <laughs> all day and you come home. There's a little, like an hour there, an hour back. It's not a hard job. It's a beautiful job. But like, you know, page and page of dialogue and getting hit with like a fake explosive. Like it was like a kid's movie. When you come home, it's great that you can pre-order and they know what you want and you can set a spa. I know that sounds annoying and you can punch me in the face, but they have all these little traits because yeah. of you're an actor. The gym's 24 hours. That was a big one. The other gym's and it's incredible. And you'll see like, you'll see somebody from Marvel there. Like it's, it's a great actually networking spot. Not that you try yeah. and we're all in the same boat, but if you're not working in Vancouver or you're not working out, you're in your room having a mini, having a, a beer and you're watching your iPad. Yeah. I mean, pretty, right. Yeah. Or you're eating amazing ramen and we yeah. don't want to eat too much. Cause you don't want to look fat that day. I eat the pho in that city, man. The, the pho. Oh my God. This, I just, I can't, I love pho. Cause it also, I love, I love like steak and meat. You can get that rare meat in there. And it's just the, Dude, the best, possibly the best meat we ever had. Tell them that. Oh, my, what's the name of that place? We were shooting. Well, we were shooting in Bayonne, New Jersey, but we were staying just right by Newark, New Jersey, and there was a Trascaria Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah, I can't remember the name. <laughs> know, it was amazing. My cousin. So my cousin's from New Jersey. James, yeah. shout out Jason James Richter. Yeah, dude. Richter. We free Willie. By the way, most cred I have in all of Hollywood is that because I have young kids. I know the dude from Free Willy. That's 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 around my house. Dude, that goes, <laughs> dude. He's the best. And you ate like four pounds of meat with him. I did. We had. Oh my god. I f- I forgive. I'm so sorry to you guys who d- this place, but it's in Bayonne, New Jersey, and it was like pre-lockdown. It was the best. It we was ate the best. every animal. No yes, offense. and they just cut the. They bring it to the plate with the on the swords and yeah. The, they're just. You had like a plate you turned over if you were full or you kept it up and then it's the appetizers and the salad bar and they would just bring in bread and oh, it was God, so dude. good and we were took we we had the right vibe going in there so yeah. the meat was really it, wow. it was the right vibe yeah it was 
It was a great vibe. Your cousin, he hit me up, by the way. Yeah, he's great. He's, he's the he's, man. Yeah, he's he's great. He's, I mean, he's the best. He's So he's he's my, what, he's, I think he's three or, he's either three or, yeah, I think he's three years younger than me. Yeah. Um, But he's, you know, he's tall. He's just the tallest dude in the world and yeah. the most gregarious guy. So I, like no one, you can't really forget Jesse, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's just not a dude that you would forget. Mm-mm. Just yeah, you know, you're like if if you for, if you forgot like remembered nothing else, you would just be like, oh, he was super cool and tall, right? Like he's just great. I love that dude. Wait, I have a question. I wrote down. You have written questions, but wait. So when you were doing our movie, yeah. you adapted to it, right? You never worked with anybody in our movie, did you? The only person I'd ever worked with was Rob Simmons, the producer. I'd done a movie with him before, but none of the, but not Paulo, not uh, Piven. I didn't know. I mean, obviously, just knew Jeremy's work but i but i'd worked with taryn before on a movie but me and her only had a little bit in that in in this movie um together like i only did a couple scenes with her it was mostly i mean it was supposed to be working with you guys like it was it was really just like us at the bar mostly so the the thing is is that the the movie is based on it's darby heights i'm and, from upper darby and there's a real bar yeah, so the bar we were at was based on a place called Collie's Tavern. Chuck Collie, shout out, and his family owned it. And that was like your dad mm-hmm. in New York. So th- that was like the bar in our hood. Greg was one, he was from the same parish, which is St. Lawrence. I was one over called St. Alice. And there was a tall guy. I think, yeah, you were in that scene. I had to leave early that day to go to Mad Monster. Mm-hmm. And. Rob Helenaleski is a local guy, but also an actor. But he was—I think he was the guy you fought. For, we get in the tussle. Yeah. yeah, he's awesome. I really like that dude. He—he he was in my homeroom for four years. No way. No yeah. Way. So he was like a huge. I think he was a tight end. He was a huge football star. And then Greg, big dude. I was like, I was he, like, Jeremy's <laughs> supposed to go beat this guy up. This guy is massive. I was like, <laughs> They cut, they cut to Oh god no offense They like cut to them arguing And then they cut back to Jeremy And he was like Yeah like, 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 Quick work with him yeah. You know what You know how I actually justified that how? Because you're outside Oh, I figured yeah, you, I figured, I, I figured he got He's you. still way bigger you, than me. No, but I figured, right, you're the bouncer, right? So you had like a blackjack or something outside. Yeah, okay. And like he went to fight Jeremy and like you came up behind him and just knocked him unconscious. That, that was, that was how in my mind I was like, this works because our boy's outside. He thinks he's yeah. going out one-on-one, but really he's going outside and the bouncer's going to fuck him up. Yeah, that, like, that and was, that usually happens. People can hit you with something. Which, which having been the non-local in enough places, definitely happens. <laughs> Dude, I have a question about that. And then, it, so yeah, so the, so that was local. He was local. Greg was is two years younger than me. So Greg, our producer, yeah. Lingo, he's he was the guy that was starting. He was starting pitcher, starting football varsity, and starting basketball guard. In high school, right, like yeah, all and he was a young years. kid. So like when you're 15, he was 14, and he was schooling seniors. Yeah, and so he was always a legend in little league. He was hitting home runs and pitching no hitters. The legend. Yeah, he was that guy, and he eventually, obviously, went to Cornell on a scholarship, and the rest is history. But his brother Doug is Dougal, which you remind me of. Doug was like the toughest dude in our neighborhood. <laughs> like four guys want to fight. Doug's like, why not five? And he was back in my day. Yeah, no, and Doug, you it's it's so much 
Like, I was like, this is, you're the perfect Doug. Like, you have no idea. Like, you know, it's funny too. My, my Marine brother, his name is Doug. Really? And I used to, we used to call him Dougal a lot. You know, just make fun of him. Really? Yeah. And you, and I don't know if, you know, don't get me mad. I don't know if Doug did time, but your character kind of goes in and out. Yeah. Well, I, think, I go away and then I come back, right? Cause yeah. they, they, they get me for the, the, the DUI at the beginning there. But, which is kind of like a, partial that part of my, where i grew up in philly like people will go away for like drunken something they'll spend like a couple days and then in there they'll get a fight and they get a week i've seen and then it turns into yeah. yes and i've come from a nice neighborhood like middle class but like and i'm not like that my family wasn't like that but people would end up like in six months so you know what guys would do like i just did five months like didn't you just get into a public fight and they're like it adds it, on, yeah, yeah. and they get within the system. So you had that. That's what I'm saying is you had that vibe. Yeah, I was, I was, I was working on it. I was like, I gotta, <laughs> I, uh, I gotta, you know, because you know how it is with movies. Like that, you know, movies. Sometimes you have a long time, and sometimes they just throw you in. And I got thrown into that one. Like I know, literally, I got like, I, I mean, I think, I think I, I, but I, ha- I got a hard copy of the script. About three hours before I was on a plane to New Jersey was when I got a hard copy of the script because I had gotten the script to read before that, but I had read it on a computer and then said yes, and we didn't even have the contracts all done. Yeah. I, but, you know, that's common, like, yeah. where you're just like, all right, we've we figured out a number or whatever, and I was just like, and I knew Rob, and I was like, I, was like, I love this thing. I want to play this guy. I'm on a plane. Someone send me a hard copy because I can't print this out at home because my kids draw on all the paper and then it's gone. Oh, man. Um, yeah, literally, like, I can't keep. No matter how much paper I buy, my kids just, they just draw. Like, they'll draw yeah. they'll draw 100 drawings in one day. So it's just, But you have four d- girls? I have I have three girls and one boy. One boy, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just, to, you know. Uh, the twins, the twins, I you know, one was a boy, one was a girl. You want to do that on the first one mm-hmm. more than on the third, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but I'll take them. I mean, they're all healthy and they're happy and, and that really in the end. Especially like, you know, you're, you know, you have, you, you know, you know, a lot of friends who have kids and just as like, if they're just healthy, like that's really the only thing that yeah. you really, I, it's like, because it's such, it's such like a scare always and you're always, Everything that the doctors are always telling you, well, we don't like, you're just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're all good. Like, you know, so that's, that's that. <laughs> Thank God. So wait, you go in, when the, you get the movie, I remember like you got it and you were just on board. Yeah. They were still working. I do remember that. About yeah. You. They yeah. Work, I think we had to fit you in between projects. Yeah. I was doing, what was I doing? I was doing something else. I was doing like a TV thing, I think, and I had just been coming back from an episode of that. And I think I did another movie, and it was one of those where like Rob called me, and I had done a movie with him, and he called me. He was like, "Dude, I got this great part, and I, I mm-hmm. think you're perfect for it. And you know, will you just read it and tell me whether it's something you'd be willing to do?" And I was like, "I'll read it right away." And so I literally read it. Like, I think I was. I had already like I was shooting something else and I'd already memorized my lines and I was good and I was ready to go and I just like had a couple hours and I just like sat down and I read it and I think I read it in like literally like an hour and a half or like yeah. it just it sailed and I was like oh I like you know what I mean I just like understood the world and I understood I think what they were trying to you know what what was trying to be done there um, Did you go back for reshoots? No, I didn't have to go back for reshoots. They actually had that. 
They did. They I didn't did know reshoots. Jason told me that. Yeah, they did. Because um, Jason, they they re- they reshot a lot of stuff with him, and then they reshot added on added on some of the the ending pieces and some of that. So wait, what? For me, one of, and I've done you know all types of stuff, and you have too. I mean, just this is the last thing I'll say is just being in a scene with Bruce Dern, right? I was so, I mean, he was already cast too at the time. I was like, wait, you just want me to go be in a bar and shoot the shit with Jamie Kennedy and Bruce Dern? (laughs) No, seriously, man. Like, come on. Dude. You're, you're what? You're, you know, you're whatever, 10 years older than me. So it's like you, and you were doing this stuff before I was. So, you know what I mean? Wow. I appreciate that, but I'm nothing like Bruce. I mean, look at like how you say that to me. I say that to Piven because Piven's Piven's got 10 years on me and Taryn. I know her from one of my first movies I produced she was in. Yeah. And Kathy, I grew up with, but I didn't get any scenes with her, but I would see her in the elevator every day. She was so sweet to me. But then, like, with you also, and I was a fan of you once Don introduced me, <laughs> fucking told me I get to the best introduction from Don. <laughs> 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 but, dude, but, 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 but with us and Bruce, like, I was, Amazing. dude, Bruce is the last lineage to... I would say the actor's studio in New York City. And he, like, Brando, I think he was in class with James Dean. Yeah. Like, like that's just insane. And, right. like... Well, he was telling us, I mean... He told, like, Nicholson didn't like him go... Nicholson comes to him and says, what movie, you know, should I do this? You know, should I do this part? Like, yeah. I don't know. But, like, I, like, literally, bro, it's him. And when he started improvising... It was just so brilliant, right? <laughs> I, I mean, that's... See, that's the thing. It's like, I had gotten... I mean, right, some actors are into that, and some actors are not, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you hear the stories and you read, like, I'm I'm the kind of guy who's like, I'm into both. Like, I'm like, let's improvise, let's do it, let's, like, let's not just pretend yeah, you we went, understand. You went with it, you, you always had your shit down, but you were not scared to go. No, of course. I mean, I think that's, I think that, I mean, that's the way, like, I mean, I worked with Joan Cusack on Shameless, like, Joan is gonna do Joan, and it's gonna be brilliant, you know, it's like... And uh, and you just you just got to be part of the game, mm-hmm. right? And I think I think yeah, I mean I think some people struggle with that, but you know, I, to me I, that's I think that's the fun of it. That's the let's go play, right? Dude, and I know, but Bruce is sitting there, and he'll people don't realize he'll start the improvisation, and it's fucking good, and he'll lock in on you, and you're like fuck, and it's like you, I spoke when I felt it was right, and I mean we were talking about fucking. Dirty. We're talking about dirty Sanchez's and he with rusty trombones, and he's like, "Well, why is it rusty?" And then we had to explain it to him. He's like, "That's fucking disgusting." Like, I don't think he actually knew this shit. We're talking about a plate job. Yeah, he he was. I mean, I think he was great for that reason. It was like, awesome. And I mean, right? He's just like giving it to Chris. <laughs> and I thought she felt a little bad. I was like, I was like, Chris, it's it's not. He doesn't mean it. <laughs> who wait? Who was the other Chris? And what was the other guy? Peter and Peter. Peter. Yes, so I love Peter. You, God, by the way, do you follow him on Insta, Peter? Are you watch? No, him? I got to. You got to follow Peter. He's doing TikTok now, and he like dyes his hair all these colors. It's great. You gotta Peter is a really good actor. He's one of the younger actors in it, but he's. He's so fucking funny. He really was. He's really fucking, and he's not scared to give it to you. Like, he meets you, and he's, like, respectful, but then he'll fucking give it right back. And I was like, oh, shit. And Chris is also this amazing actor. He's much more, he's he's worked with so many icons, Pacino and De Niro and stuff, but he's much more in 
Peter's outgoing and he's more introverted and Chris is introverted so Bruce I don't want to say too much but Bruce and him were father and son and Bruce was like he was letting him know he wasn't happy with his son as an actor and of course Chris was like does he hate me I'm like no I think it's his character I was like no Chris like I think he sees that one of the ways that we're going to make this neighborhood work is that, like, there's abusive relationships and, like, that's just real and he's just going to try to do yeah. some of that. And, but I think when you watch the cut, it actually really works. Like, I I, I think... It's fucking great. Like, him and his stuff. dad have a really abusive relationship and it's true. I know people like that. I know you know. and Everyone. Yeah, and his dad was... It's believable and I just want Chris to know it was acting. Yeah, and Chris, Chris, Chris I, think I Chris, love you. I love you. I think he comes. Across, I think it comes across. He great. Comes across great. I think the movie is. I was actually, you know, it's like you know, it's like you make a movie, you never know how. Movie, like I, I, I'm the the way I always look at this career is like I love doing this. Like I love acting. I know, dude. So, so like, regardless of how something is gonna come out, like I'm gonna have a fun regardless. So if something comes out good and I really like it, then. It's, a plus. It's, it's just a plus, right? It's yeah. just like I, I had fun doing this. I got paid, and look at this. I get to watch a nice movie now, and that's the story of the movie. I'm like, oh, oh great! Look at this. Yeah, this is fantastic. And it, even if it didn't come out great, I would have still had a great time making it and loving it. You know, it's I know. Like, it's like, that's just me. The, the last thing I'll say is like, I'm so with you. I mean, obviously we have days. Yeah. But it's like, I I hate it when you get on set, and people are like. This sucks. Who are they like this? <laughs> well, there goes my Saturday. And I'm like, what? And they're like, we're, we're shooting splits. <laughs> I'm like, you're shooting splits on the number one show on network <laughs> TV, making fucking union rates with the fucking killer caterer and fucking gorgeous people. And we're shooting an exotic location. What's the problem? Well, I wanted to have my weekend. This is, is your the weekend. weekend. What is cooler than what we're doing right now? I know. You know like, I mean, that's, that's that's always been my escape. That's my real life. That's, I hate life. Yeah. I love set. I, you think you're like that, too. Yeah, I mean, that's why this year's been so tough on me. I haven't really gotten out much. <laughs> and, like, one of the easiest things... No to, offense to everybody no, at the house. No, I mean, listen, I love my wife. I love yeah. the house. But I think one of the easiest things about being a father... And the way, you know, that I've been able to do it with this is like I get I get to be there and I'm I'm great when I'm there. You're hands to, on. And, and then, then when you're not, you're at the waterfront uh, eating fucking nobu. Exactly. And, and <laughs> that is a lot better mm-hmm. than uh than than no schools open for a year. Yeah. Um, which, you know, obviously is like a that was probably the biggest adjustment for me is just dealing with that. But yeah. Um yeah, I mean, dude, making movies is awesome. Like I know. I, here's the other one. You get on, it's your first day, you do your first take. Hey, man, good to meet you. We worked on that uh, Taco Bell back in the late 90s. Oh, yeah, what's up, dude? So what are you doing after this? Dude, I just got on. <laughs> like, can I, like, people always want to know what's your next job. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I just got oh, this job. Right, and it always makes you feel like you're somehow like a, a less, less of an actor yes. because you don't have, you're not like, well, for the next, I'm not the, like, because you're not the rock and you're not going like, <sighs> oh, well, I have 17 <sighs> movies lined up yeah. and I'm booked until 2042, you know, but. I, I just say, I don't know. I start yeah. saying that. I'm okay with it. I have no idea. I'm lucky I got this job. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's the way I, I feel, too, also, like, where I'm like, I love doing this. 
I will do this. I mean, I used to do this when they didn't pay me at all. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. that's the reality, right? Like, I used to make short. I, must, I made, like, 90 short films, I think. Wow. With, like, literally with different, not that all were f- complete, because when you make student films, sometimes they don't get completed. But, yeah. Um, I mean, let's, I spent 10 years, like, just getting to the point where I was, like, making a living, you know? So, to me, it's like, you know, it's all, it's all, the, it's it's all good, I just like doing it. I mean, I love, especially it's like TV. Sometimes people are complaining like that. Oh, we've got this. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, whatever. We're, I know. We just we just pulled up into this parking lot with 75 trailers. I know. And, and there's more. Th- and oh, I'm I'm riding a dirt bike and shooting a what what kind of gun is that? Oh, a PPK. Cool. Sounds good. Like, you know, yeah. It's let's put things in perspective here a little bit. I think it's, it's true, and and, and we're, I'm very fortunate. You're very fortunate, and it's. But it doesn't mean it's not. This doesn't. Get yeah, you have rough it. days. Yeah. You just have to you fucking five a.m. and you're like, it's just like anything in life. You know what the best is is when you work with like an actor that you love and you respect, and they're like always cool, but they have like one bad day, and then like everyone like on a set, it's like, oh, like, and he's been like awesome or something, or so this person's been great the whole time. And they have like one thing and then everyone's concentrating on that one time that they, you know, something happened. And you're like, I don't know, man. That was kind of an annoying situation. Maybe he took it too far. But like, he's usually a really cool dude. And, you know, I mean, my my kids throw tantrums too. Sometimes it doesn't mean they're terrible people. Like, Mm -hmm. I think there's a little bit of that that happens. Everyone wants to, you know, everyone wants to be like, oh, I was there when he was an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. You know what's crazy is that when you say that is, is that... I find in the last five years, the people I've worked with, I got to work with John Voight a few times. Wow. I've got to work with Bruce Dern, Kathy Moriarty, um, you know, Piven, but he's a different generation, but a legend. But an absolute legend. An absolute I mean, legend. one of the most, I mean, I, one of the most iconic television characters of that all time. ever, by, by far. I mean, I told that to him. He was like, really? I was like, everyone feels that way. A hundred percent. It's just no one can play. When you think of an agent, you think of that. Role yes, of life. that's the reality of it. You know, and when he, <laughs> a, a thousand percent, he he is he is the verb. It's like Ari. Yes. It's like you're gonna Ari me. Like it's a verb. And working with like those type of people, especially the older ones, like Bruce and and John, who to me are the Rushmores. Yeah. They would. I did this movie in Kentucky, and John would show up first, and he would leave last. And we, it was like a smaller movie, dude. So we were helping the crew carry equipment. was deep in the mountains. He was carrying it. Bruce. Bruce would stay in there and stand off camera with us. Fucking off camera. Wouldn't leave. He had. He could have left. I mean, that's, that's when I shut the fuck up, and I'm like, whatever you need. Well, Those guys really lead it. Well, you know what I think that is, though? I, I think everyone's... Everyone... I mean, everyone like you or I, you know, who's been acting long enough, like and you, Piven too. Yeah, Piven is always there. You you've had the experience, and but that's what I think. I mean, I think you know Bruce Piven, all these people have had the experience of someone walk out on their scene mm-hmm. and have to do their close up with the script supervisor or a stand in or something. And anyone I would say it's like a, as like a real actor, like you don't you don't throw that onto another actor lightly. And if you are, then you're just like in a world of your own, you know, like in reality, you're not understanding that you don't have empathy essentially. Right. It's like, you're just, you're just, and you're also saying you don't really care about how the scene turns out because if you're not there doing the stuff you were doing, then 
it's not going to probably cut right in the end yeah. if you're not given on camera, right? I mean, it's like, you yeah, you might be able to remember it, and some people do, and certainly there have been shots that that have been, you know, I've had to do that for something or whatever, like, you, you know, that are extenuating circumstances. Sometimes you're on productions that have, like, two units, and the production is literally, like, yeah. taking you away. And you're or like, somebody has to leave sometimes, and you... I'm having surgery. You yeah, know? That, that that's going to happen. Yeah, but... But not the like, but like Bruce standing there and just Bruce literally off camera, off camera. Was, remember when they turned around on me because I was in the bar? He he just stayed for. He, he actually, people don't realize he hung out. Yeah, he hung out. He actually himself. liked hanging on set. He was chilling outside, talking with Jack. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Jack was another one. Jack. Oh, Jack, man, Jack McGee. Fucking another legend, dude. Dude, so I was watching Miracle on uh, oh, Miracle fuck. on Thirty Fourth Street. Uh, you know the the, the remake. remake, not the not the oh. black and white one. <laughs> Jack he, might have been in that. One. <laughs> no, so Jack plays the the like bad Santa in that. He's like the drunk Santa that gets fired. Yeah, and then the whole thing starts, and then he comes back to like you know get into a fight with Santa uh, with Chris Kringle later, and that was another big uh, Hollywood cred I got with my kids. I was like, I was like, I know Jack. He plays my father in this movie. My kids were like. No way on miracle like Santa. I was like, well, yeah, he's the you know he's the he's the not real Santa. And there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, yeah, dude. I always find that the legends in our business usually are the legends. Yeah, it's it's those like I would anybody that should be able to walk and take a break doesn't, and usually the people that shouldn't do. do. You, I'm sure you know. Yeah. Well, that's that's like. I with working with Don, like I got to work with Danny Glover, oh, with wow. with Don on on Death Race, and you know it's like, it's like we're in Bulgaria, it's negative whatever, it's yeah. the winter. He's playing the character because I'm like the strong, silent type in that movie, right? I'm like the the kind of like you know. Were you the movie. star? Coast? Yeah, I'm, I'm the I'm the like I'm the you and Danny. Yeah, so so Danny's Danny's out of prison in that movie, so he's. How many does it take after the Universal one that came out? I think it's Were you the two third in? one or something. And yeah. how many did you do? I've only done You've one done so far, one. but apparently there might be an. Uh, oh, dude, know. you might Spoiler do. Spoiler alert! You might, might be, do four more. I heard. I heard there's another one coming. I've, I'm hoping. I can't. Don's like writing script. Like, Anything um, to get you out of that? Let me <laughs> go drive some fast fucking cars in Bulgaria. <laughs> negative three, but he's, he's fine. He's fine with the wife and the kids. No, but Danny. Danny was a legend. He's just got like. Eight pages of exposition about like setting up the whole world. It's like walk and talk. Guys shooting AK 47s and blowing shit up, and we're walking through this mad world, and he's explaining it to me and the audience, right? And he's just like crushing it. And he, and he like wants to be, you know, he's like, he wants it to be good. So he's like working on it. And we're, you know, like it's, and, and it, you're just sitting there and you're like, man, the reason Danny's still such a great actor is because. He's in his seventies and he still wants to do it, he and cares. that's why he's, he cares and he's a legend because he's a legend. That's why he's a legend. Yes, he's, he's legendary. because he is. He, he is exactly. He's a legend because he is a legend. He acts like a legend. Yeah, like he doesn't. He's he not, he doesn't care about splits. No, he's not, he doesn't care. He will stay there all day and all night if that's what's going to require to get that job the way it needs to be done. And that's I mean that's what you have to do. I one of my first jobs I ever actually did was uh, my first big movies was on Terminator Salvation. I played like a helicopter pilot. Oh, doing, I remember that. And I'm doing a scene with Bale and Bale was the same way. And this was like, I was working with him just after that whole, like uh, 
he had that big blow up or something on set, and that was all on the news. Or he whatever. had a he, he had a but couple he, requirements. It happens, yeah, but he was super cool, and like we just were stuck in a helicopter for like three days shooting this crazy sequence, and there's you know green screen, and they're shooting water, and it, we're actually flying around in a helicopter, and my my hands are actually on the steering wheel, but there's a real person who's flying next. Actually, you know, like. It's crazy. It's a it's a Mick G movie, so it's really big. It's amazing. Fuck yeah. Some pretty cool things going on. And dude, like Bale was just a fucking legend. Like he was just Yeah. I was like, that's why you do what you do, man. There's no question about it. Like, yeah. You know, like, he's gonna go wherever he needs to go. That's yeah. fucking amazing. No one's gonna no one's gonna get in his way. He's just gonna do his thing and that's that, you know, and that's and he lo- like he was he was actually really cool. It was actually the coolest thing because he wanted to improv the scene I was doing with him. It's like my first big movie. And like he wa- he's like, we'll just improv this. I oh, like, I love that. Because to be fair, like. It, Dude, you're grabbing, you're flying. Like, ah. Yeah, you yeah, he's got to like, just he's, go. He's like, can't wait for it. Yeah, he was like, you want to go here. I want to go here. There's no reason you have to bring me where I go. But in the end of, th- of this scene, I'll have convinced you. And I was like, okay. I was like, well, then convince me. And sure enough, and then we then that's how the scene turned out, like, and this is on some big, you know, some, wow, some big, big movie and all that. And yeah. Mick G would go with that. He had to cool. Yeah, I mean, it it actually ended up. Did you shoot cool. that in California? No, we shot in uh, New Mexico. I, f- I remember that's when you were in that. That was yeah. a huge movie. It was. I was there for so long, but I only I shot love- for like three days. <laughs> were you there for like a month? Yeah, something like. I that. love those jobs. Yeah. Where you were like run of picture. I had a Segway. They had a Segway with my name on it. Oh, that's I fucking was, great. I, I literally like I got to set. I was I was early days too, and it was like a Segway. It was it was one of those ones where like and everything was secret, so no one had given me the whole script. You're just getting little pieces, parts, and, and then like everything was changing left and right, and yeah, was, you know, and then it was this, and then it was you know, and then they they came in and shaved my head. Like yes. halfway through it, and like it was just like all kinds of crazy shit, and then, uh, and then we shot a great scene, and bam, bam, and then and then I was on a plane finally when it was all done. You know, it's like that was pretty sweet, and I got to hang out in New Mexico, which so I learned about the green and the red salsa. You know, that's what they do. They, <laughs> they the green or the red. <laughs> I didn't know that until then. Ooh, dude, I got a. They got yeah. me another pot on seven. You got to, what time is it? It's 6 or 6. Dude, do we it. do two hours of pod? Yes. Are dude. you kidding me? Yeah, but I want to wrap it up with you. All right, we I know, wrap it up. dude. I could fucking talk to you all day, dude. <laughs> I, I really, we got to go could. into some acting jobs. We got to come back. Yeah, for sure. This was so. fucking. Uh, we got to make a movie G- with Don. I would love it. I mean, I love working with Don. I mean, I, he actually writes. He write, it would be awesome if we did something. It would. We would make a good team, too. Cause a we comedy kind of, action. Yeah, like, you know, like. You know, one of those ones where, like, I'm, like, an escaped convict and you're the, like, yeah. you know, I don't know. You're could the, you're be the lawyer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You, but, but something I think there's, we could do. We could come up with something. Yeah, he directed He directed another movie with another buddy of mine. He directed the new Bulletproof yeah. with Kirk and um, Faison Love. Yes. yes so yes, he's I'm got right. your world. Actually, almost ended up in that one, but I couldn't because I was doing something else. Yeah, so he really... You can't ask for three different different personalities than you, me, and Kirk. Really, I don't know. So I don't know Kirk and Faison. Yeah, it's just, but that's it's. And Don's man, he he writes me some great dialogue. He's great. 
he he wrote me a line. I would love to be able to do that with me, you and him. In uh, in the Scorpion King, he wrote me a line. He wrote a line that I got to say. Oh, yeah. Where they're looking for this book in the whole school, they're looking for this book of souls, and they're they're they're, they're yeah. chasing us, and we it's the we, book of souls. It's the book of souls, but we we have the book, but we don't. It's not really a book. If well, it turns out, the movie but, is called Book of Souls, and yeah, the movie you were searching you, for the book, book of, of souls. souls. Yeah, so if someone comes and they're like, "Give me the book," uh, they call me uh, Acadian. That's you know that's what he's bring. Me, give me the book, Acadian. He gives you the line, "I don't read books." <laughs> 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 just, the whole fucking it's, it's, like, that's so perfect. That's so fucking funny. Yeah, I loved it. I do read books, but I just loved a lot. The character didn't. Yeah. Dude, you gotta come back, man, because we could really go down the rabbit hole. For sure. Um please tell the people where they can get you. Uh, you can get me on social media at, uh, at tell uh, McGowan Zach on Instagram. Yep. And I'm Zach underscore McGowan on Twitter. Blue don't check mark. Me. Blue check, check mark. Don't follow the other ones. And uh, and pretty much everything there you can Facebook. Find yeah. No, I don't do the Facebook. Why? I don't. I just. You know why? Actually, because I got naked on television and I had like a public thing. And then all of a sudden it was just all pictures of my penis. So I just had to get rid of it. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's out. There. Is that a good way to end this? That's up? a great way. <laughs> if you don't want to see his penis, delete your Facebook. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's everywhere. It's your fucking <laughs> cock book. It's yeah, too much. I no, went too far. No, no. Nothing's too far. Our movie March nineteenth. Yes. Last call. I say, you know, in the uh, in the red states, it's in theaters. In the blue states, it's VOD. Would you that, agree with that? I think that's a fairly accurate assessment. <laughs> Dude is like awesome. My, like my brother in Nashville, he's gonna watch it in theaters. God bless him. <laughs> Dude, great having you, man. Much love, brother. Thank you.